podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Sorry for the lack of patron content again, but to be honest, you wouldn't have wanted to hear what we were just talking about for the last 25 minutes anyway. So you dodged the bullet. You're welcome. Yeah. 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 Um, so coming up on this week's show, uh, what what a bunch of content we've got here. Um, we, <laughs> yeah, we, went we went from, from, from last week going, what can we review? I don't know. To basically everything. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, well, watch this and this and then you can watch that and that and then that'll overlap and then i'll watch and then we've all just watched all of it yeah it's quite something so we have got steven soderbergh's new hbo max uh original uh no sudden move we uh are reviewing the 138 minute uh chris pratt sci-fi action at the tomorrow war um Fuck me. What else? Um, I know we got we we got a surprise retro review again. There is something else, isn't there? Fuck. There is Fear Ian. Street. There is Fear Street Part One, uh, Yeah, thank you. And Jesus Christ, and, America the Motion uh, Picture. Yeah, we are taking a look at America the Motion Picture, and. We're doing a retro review of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. So we, I, I kind of think we need to get on it in, in all honesty. So yes, patreon.com forward slash film bastards. Um, die another day content should be getting recorded this coming weekend. So that should be with you uh, next week. So that's both a uh, beginner's guide to bondage and the commentary, which I'm going to be doing with Andrew Jones. Um, podsyndicate.com for your uh film pop culture tv music all sorts of stuff uh chin stroker versus punter his film her movie beyond the neon entertainment landfill the iron sequel um the rewatch project uh, and obviously us uh, all over at podsyndicate.com um and i think that is probably it um yeah, I think so. Uh, can kicks off this week. Can is happening. Mm-hmm. Journalists have been tweeting pictures of being in Can. Good, I, honestly, good for them. I cannot imagine how hard it must have. Been, and, I, and I actually mean this with all sincerity. To be a film journalist over the last year and just be like, what the fuck do I write about? 
So I'm glad that they've got things. Whether people will give a shit is another question. But we shall we we shall see if it can pop the pop pop culture at all. I mean, as long as they stop writing pointless fucking articles, basically shitting on 30 year old movies to get hits, then, yeah, it'd be quite nice. Mild tangent on that. So those journalists are doing that basically because they know it's going to get a reaction. Yeah. And from their point of view, I get it. Yep. One hundred percent. For the love of God. You know, you know, this article, which is basically saying, I think Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory is a massive pile of shit. You know whether you are going to be with that or against that before you click on it. Yeah. For the, <laughs> love, for the love of God, don't click on it. Just just don't. You know, it's it, it, it's it, for me, it's the same thing as X right winger, knobhead, blah, whatever. Is tweeting blah, and then loads of people retweeting and calling him a twat. Just ignore them. They go away. If you ignore them, they go away. It just. I just go wow, that was a hot take, and then scroll on by. Did, 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 I, 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 I go yeah, Willy Wonka is shit. <laughs> but, and the the thing is, the author of them, Scott Tobias, is a really really good film critic who, frankly, I think has probably found it hard to actually make money over the last year, and unfortunately has had to go. Do you know what? People love a fucking like visceral. Oh fucking! Oh, I'm gonna click on this, and I'm gonna tweet him about how shit his take is. Yeah. Do you know what? He's already won. You clicked on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, literally. Literally. His mentions. And not on his notifications. He's literally just gone, notifications, off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, I don't know, fair play to him. You know, it's, I hope now that films are actually coming out again, I hope he stops. But, you know. No. No, he probably won't, because he's probably seeing the fucking amount of clicks that it's getting, and um, Guardian are going, oh, all right then. Um. Even though I will say The Guardian has a very, very depressing film section, Um, even though it did make me laugh that Pete Bradshaw was getting shit last week for his review of Black Widow, where he was basically talking about how turned on he was by Scarlett Johansson's voice. Um, You do you, horny middle aged man. I I don't know. And the thing is, there is a little bit with this of, 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 of an element of double standards. Because yep. the same people who were having a go were the same people who during the last fucking lockdown were, were, were probably, and I'm going to use the phrase, creaming themselves um, over Richard Madden in Bodyguard, was it, on BBC? Sure. Yeah. It's just, I'm sorry, let people be a bit horny. Oh, what's his face off of Bridgerton? Yeah. Yeah. But let people be a bit yeah. fucking horny. If it was Scott Johansson when she was... 17 in eight-legged freaks yeah then then fair (laughs) enough but it's all right to go do you know what that accent yeah it did it for me let's be honest as well scarlett johansson's not out there going yes this makes me look frumpy and unsexual like that that outfit is not there to do that it is part of it i think it's the accent he was talking about i know but in general in general she did 
she did come out though and like and she gave some interview a couple of weeks back she was like she wasn't happy with her role in iron man 2 and they thought she thought yeah. she was overly sexualized and it's just she well, she said like the, the character was basically referred to as a piece of meat at, at one point or something like that and it's like i think the the point was you can be attractive and have a character that has like that element but also he's like a 3D human being. But but the, but from my recollection of, of Iron Man 2, the best Iron Man movie, is um, that <laughs> um, the, the whole point was that that was her thing, that she was just purely seen. The reason why she managed to get so close to Tony and managed to get all of that is because nobody saw her as anything other than something mm. Tony was mm. trying to fuck. Whether that, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but that is was that was the character's inroad to that. And then the Black Widow has been a very well fleshed character, let's say, and has been an incredibly important character to that. The fact that the movie is coming out now and is a little bit feels like they try to change feels like yesterday's news. Yeah, it's partially because a it was already about eighteen months too late when it was going to come out mm. and now it's 18 months later so this feels like a movie we should have had three four years ago mm. absolutely it's going to be interesting to see. like i i think that's actually quite an empowering kind of role like a character in in films with women like if you've got a woman that's just like they're just like really strong and they they just like dress tactically and they're just like a strong female character with no hint of vulnerability or anything like that boring if you've got one that's just a bimbo and just dresses up in slutty dresses and has nice hair and wears loads of makeup boring if you've got one in the middle that can do both and specifically uses her feminine attributes to fuck people over that is more interesting because it's like this isn't necessarily who i am but i know that i can be it if i need to i think that's quite that's that's a good character I thing. I always go back to, back to back to one person and talking about her, what is it? With them. Is it Sharon Stone? It's Sharon Stone. Yes. Um, who was in an interview fairly recently within the past 18 months um, was asked, do you think that your looks uh, were a hindrance to your career? And she literally burst out laughing and said, because she was at home and went, do you think all of this would exist if I didn't look like this and I didn't look the way that I looked in the 80s and the way I looked in the 90s do you think that I, I wasn't absolutely aware of that at the time and didn't absolutely use that to every single one of my advantages well, while we're on it I, 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 did we discuss last week the whole Sharon Stone Meryl Streep thing did we discuss it no oh yeah there was a little bit of supposed cattiness that wasn't really catty and it was just taking the piss yeah, yeah. So basically some some fucking interviewer, not real interviewer, like a, a blogger kind of interviewer, asked her, you know, what like was it like? Like a fucking podcaster. Some fucker like that, yeah. You know, what was it like to finally get to work with Meryl Streep? And she was like, whoa, hang on a second. Nobody's asking Meryl Streep what was it like to finally work with Sharon Stone. How do, why do you have to phrase it like that? You know, yes, everyone holds Meryl up to this this insane kind of level and she is the bar that we should all be aiming for but there's plenty of other really good as good if not better actresses out there you mean like Sharon Stone I like Sharon Stone you know and no one's asking Meryl Streep I would 
what's it like to to work with with me or you know you're not phrasing it as what was it like for you and Meryl Streep to finally get to work together you're just phrasing it as like I should be in awe of her and she and then the interview was like oh well you know I, I didn't and then she just keeps rambling and putting the interviewer off nice but it was it was like obviously it, it created a bit of buzz online and there was a lot of people doing the whole like Meryl Streep could never but Sharon Stone could blah so Meryl Streep could never basic instinct but Sharon Stone could date on her and stuff like that um and it was all very amusing just and I agree I with think, that I think Sharon Stone's got more range than Meryl Streep this all just makes me think of that Billie Eilish interview from a month or two back where she was just like you know I am absolutely fine with people thinking I'm talented, but also wanting to fuck me. And it's like, there you go. Like, yeah. end of. That's that's it. There is nothing, nothing wrong with horniness. But, you know, if, you know, if, if the person has got substance to them as well, let you let you be horny, but also respect them for who they are. You know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Florence Pugh, kill me with your thighs. Let's move on. <laughs> can we can we um can we address the other big news? Go on. Other big news. Is it actually mm-hmm. big news, Mark, or is it just big news for you? Is it something stupid? Blackbird is finally getting its release. I right. At this Swiss streaming festival. <laughs> <laughs> Give some context, Mark. <laughs> that's that's the wicked context. Blackbird. The Michael Flatley movie <laughs> is finally getting its release. Is this you, something you've been like hotly waiting for? I have hotly been waiting for Blackbird. Becky, look at it. It's Michael Flatley as you've never seen him before. In That's two posters that look like they're for two entirely different movies. Look at it, Becky. Eric Roberts is there. I don't think Eric Roberts knows he's in this. How is Eric Roberts in a movie with Michael fucking uh, Flatley? Can we point something out? Eric Roberts is in almost all movies. I would say 40% of movies being made <laughs> right now, Eric Roberts is in them. <laughs> I am. Yes. Look at it. Becky, look at him. Look at his face. <laughs> oh, this. Troubled secret agent Blackbird abruptly retires from service and opens a luxurious nightclub in the Caribbean. Yeah. All right. Tell me you don't want to see that. I'm fine, actually, yeah. I don't want to see that. He directed it. And he wrote it. And he's in it. Flatly did. Flatly, yeah, did you not know that? <laughs> I don't think I did. He's written it, <laughs> he's directed it, and he's starring in it. Wowee. Okay. I, All right. I genuinely cannot wait for this. Like, genuinely. It's fantastic oh dear okay um well god how do we follow that up let's try some trailers 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 what have we got on the docket this week we got the many saints of newark yes so We've we've started watching The Sopranos. Yeah, we watched two. Kind, yeah. 
No, I didn't fall asleep. I was going to fall asleep because I was very tired. I kind of feel like I need to watch The Sopranos. Fuck. But there's six seasons. There's like 88 episodes. Oh, God. They're all going to be like an hour long, aren't they? Yeah, it's going to average out about 50 minutes an episode, I reckon. But that's the problem. Is Is the film looks great, but it's like you've got to do like... Probably about 80 hours. 80 hours of homework for it. <laughs> it's not homework if it's good, is it? No, but it, it is kind of homework. No matter what you talk about, it is a little bit like homework. It, I kind of feel a little bit like when it came out, I was like, hang on a minute, why do people keep going on about The Sopranos? And this film, then it looks it was like, oh, they've released a prequel to The Sopranos. What, 15 years after The Sopranos finished? I think the cast was great, to be fair. It's his son, isn't it? Is it? That would make sense. Yeah, it is. I got, I've got to say that. Son. I haven't, I haven't imagined that, have I? No, Michael Gandolfini. Yeah. That'd be why he looks yeah. like in this. I mean, it, it, it helps. Yeah. I've got right. to say, j- sorry, just the A Sopranos story at the end of it. Fuck yeah. off with that. You don't it, need it, it, anyway. It does sound a little bit like they've gone, oh, if this makes money, this is what we're going to do. Franchise it. Yeah. Boom. You're going to get loads of what is it? You're going to get fucking Steve Van Zandt's going to come back out of Lilyhammer. No, they'd have to get a younger version, wouldn't they? No, they'll do like a fucking, a, 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 not even a prequel, just a fucking Lilyhammer. Yeah. Oh, is Lilyhammer a spin-off? Yeah. Oh. It's a spin-off of The Sopranos. Didn't know is it? Universe? I'm pretty sure Lilyhammer's a spin-off of The Sopranos, yeah. Is it? Are you selling porkies? Possibly. And possibly just getting, not Parker, just getting things really fucking wrong. No one else seems to know anything about that. Well, uh, do you know what? Even if it's not, I'm going to say it to people it is. And then it's we're gonna go, a Norwegian-American was... show. The first season premiered in Norway. Yeah, a New York New York monster goes into hiding in Roland Lillehammer. It's supposed to be like a, a spiritual, what is it? That That's where his character went after The Sopranos. Hmm. I'm not seeing Van Sant's character Frank Tagliano draws parallels with his character Silvio Dante from the Mm. HBO series The Sopranos they are meant to be different but most traits are the same between the two witness protection I I feel like you're stretching I'm not what I'm going to say is when people when people say it's not them that's what they want you to think I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start my weird, weird conspiracy theory thing, and I'm gonna base it all around Lilyhammer being the spiritual sequel to a show that I have not watched, and I have not watched Lilyhammer. It's be like, ah, the weird tech people have got to you too. Yeah, aren't they? Mm-hmm. they? Yeah, I yeah. I really, I really wasn't Henry Hill, of course. <laughs> I mean, it's not a hill I'm gonna die on because I've not watched any of it. <laughs> 86 episodes of The Sopranos. Do you know what, do you know what I have watched? Go on. Do you know what I have watched? Do you know what I have watched, Ian? Yeah. Watch the trailer. Oh, uh, what did you watch? I watched a trailer for Clifford the Big Red Dog. Nice. So did I. <laughs> do you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I finished and I took a back and went, yeah, I've watched that. I mean, Lottie will probably want to see it, so I will watch Clifford the Big Red Dog. I, I, I'll watch it, yeah. What? It's just 
scary. The big yeah, dog is scary. I don't need a photo real Clifford. I don't need an actual dog. It needs to be a cartoon. This should be an animated movie. No, it should. It, it should be. It should be everything else should be not animated, and the dog should be animated. Yeah. That would have made more sense. But I like the fact that they've done this because it is going to be nightmarish. It is. It's already nightmarish. He's <laughs> a big red dog. He's a big red dog. Steve Buscemi directed quite a lot of Sopranos. Yeah. Mike Figgis directed an episode. Peter Bogdanovich directed an episode. There's some mad ones in there, isn't it? With Sopranos. I think it's one of those shows that it was so much bigger than ever I ever thought it was. Because I didn't watch Michael it. Michael Imperioli wrote one. I think he directed a few as well. I don't see him in directing. I'm having a look now. Fucking hell. That's a lot of TV, mind, isn't it? It is, isn't it? It's, it's too much, I think. I think. We'll I'll see. just fucking man up and watch the show, you babies. Got a lot of films to watch. Is there? Yeah. Good yeah. films? Yeah, there's loads. What about, what about, what about Jolt? I mean, I'll watch it because he's got Kate Beckinsale in it and she's nice to look at, but it doesn't look good. So? <laughs> I mean, yeah, fine, but... Kate Beckinsale... Run around being Kate Beckinsale. See, I like Kate Beckinsale. Three episodes of The Sopranos. Kick-assy kind of roles. Like, I'd watch I'd watch Underworld any day of the week. Yeah, Love I it. I like those. She does a good superhero landing, though, does Kate Beckinsale. She does do a good superhero landing, yeah. Ian, did you watch the Jolt trailer? I didn't, no. It's, it, it, it's basically... It feels a little bit like it could be Crank, but with Kate Beckinsale. Which is infinitely better then, isn't it? Just Statham's pretty tight. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, Burks. Crank's pretty fucking good. I've never seen it because all its fucking sequels are always on streaming, but never the actual first one. All, and I've never all, been all one of the sequels. All one. Yeah. yeah, Crank 2, High <laughs> Voltage. <laughs> all of the sequels. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll watch Crank at some point. So yeah. Okay. Uh, Ian. Have you seen the latest trailer for Jungle Cruise? I've seen the two latest trailers for Jungle Cruise. On a on a scale of um, one to ten, ten being absolutely and zero being not a chance. How convinced are you that his tequila is going to be in it at some point? I still can't get over. It. I've always dreamed of being in a movie based on a Disney ride. From last week. <laughs> it's, it's just. What one of the best bullshit like interview with a film magazine quotes I think I've ever I've ever read that <laughs> it is incredible. Um, I I like I think I said last week his the tequila won't be in it, but there'll be something named after it. There'll be some fucking thing in the background called the Terrera Terramana Terramana Stone. Um, I think there's going to be like, a bottle of it somewhere. Hey, have we got any questions today? Yeah. How many? One, I think. One. Oh, I've got a question. All right. Wait till later. Yeah, I will do. Question Am I allowed time. to submit it? Do I need to do it on Twitter? You need to do it on Twitter, yeah. Okay. Otherwise, you're just um, going to be pouncing on us, and that's what you usually complain about. Okay. Um, I, I fucking pray this gets some good word, because I know we're going to watch it, and I'm dreading it. Yeah, it's it, it's it's very long. Uh, Beckett, a Netflix film starring 
John David Washington. Yeah, some interesting one, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's it's quite intense, isn't it? That trailer. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It looks kind of low budget, almost fucking experimental. Um, kind of intrigued to see what what exactly it is. You know, like was it shot during the pandemic or like? And, uh, as well, is do you think that that John David Washington actually just broke his arm just before filming? And they were like, shit, we can't, this is all we've got, this is the only time we've got. So they just decided to write it in. Because <laughs> it does seem odd that his arm is broken throughout the entire thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, looks interesting. Um, I'm, Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a two out of five. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a four out of five. I, it, it looks like something I want to watch. Yeah, I, I, I'm absolutely there with you. Yeah, it does look... Um, it looks a little bit like it could be crap title good film. Yeah, yeah, I could go with that. Yeah, absolutely. What I'll say now is it is... Um, oh, no, it was shot pre-pandemic. Oh, OK. Uh, shot in April 2019. It is under um, two hours long. Sweet, OK. Um yeah, and directed by the guy who did not anything else that anyone's heard of. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, okay. Let's, um, Ooh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Shot by the guy who shot Suspiria and Call Me By Your Name. I mean, Suspiria looked all right. Yeah, it did. I'm, I'm, I'm all right with that. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah. Don't oh. Breathe 2. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, can I just read out the premise to this? Please. I know it's for a trailer. But just, can I, can we just indulge me a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Don't Breathe, Norman Nordstrom, didn't know that was his name, uh, was underestimated by everyone because of his blindness. He revealed an unflinching will to survive and get what he wants, but also a monstrous evil side of his personality, as nothing, no person or conscience will stand in his way. Now, in Don't Breathe 2, eight years later, Nordstrom lives with an 11-year-old phoenix, I think the girl's called Phoenix rather than it being a Phoenix. I, I do think yeah. I added a word there, didn't I? <laughs> with an 11. It's just with 11-year-old Phoenix. He has recreated the family that was stolen from him by a drunk driver and has found the twisted justice he always felt was his due. Uh, when intruders once again come to his home, this time focused on Phoenix, Norman will reveal for a second time what's hidden inside him. And again, it will be in new and unexpected ways. Murdery ways. Are we just going to skip? The fact that he's murdering. The fact that he had a girl chained up in his basement oh, and a turkey baster. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I know he he made a point of saying that it was. Wikipedia. 
looks like it's for like step up two or something. It does look a bit step up eight. Hello. Hi. Sorry, our internet went a bit weird odd there. Okay. Um, yeah, but then the trailer for it makes it look a little bit like an experimental film. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. What, I don't know what the thinking is behind this one at all. Really. I don't know what it is, but I really want to see it. <laughs> the yeah. just that image of him lying down in that puddle of water. It's it yeah it feels like they've gone that first one made weirdly too much money <laughs> how about we just go fucking weird with this one and we'll we'll basically be guaranteed a certain amount out of name recognition and as long as the budget isn't too big we'll at least we'll, we'll probably be in the black by the end of it yeah, because it, it did really, it, it made an odd amount of money, didn't it? It's got one yeah. of Yeah, I just noticed that it's got Brandon Sexton the third in it. <laughs> Can you imagine having a name like that and not being a bigger star? Like, it seems wrong. I mean, it, 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 it's odd, but he literally, he had a really good, like, 95 to, like, 2005, and then has had a terrible, like, 15 years since. Fair enough. Bizarre. Bizarre. Um, probably go see it, but I, I, I wasn't that big on Don't Breathe, um, and I'll, I'm 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 cer- certainly not super looking forward to this. I'll be honest; I will very much take um, Escape Room Tournament of Champions for my low budget Sony horror that got a surprise sequel uh, <laughs> this summer. Very, very excited for Escape Room Tournament of Champions. There's actually an unlimited screening of it next Thursday. There is indeed, Um, yes. And there's a Forever Purge next Tuesday. But I booked off next Friday because I've been feeling a little bit burnt out. And Donna, like, bless her, was just like, look, do you know what? Just take a day off for you. Like, just, you know. So I really, really want to line up a triple bill of... Escape Room Tournament of Champions, The Forever Purge, and Space Jam, A New Legacy. <laughs> and the thing is, I, 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 don't, I don't know if I'm up to date with the Purge movies. We are not. Um, but as well, I am getting weirdly excited for Space Jam. <laughs> I am not. It's going to be bad. The only question is how bad. That's, that's, what, that, that's me with Space Jam. I am kind of looking forward to it. Do you know what I'm? Do you know what's making me not look forward to it more than the actual film itself? What? The fact that I'll have to watch the first one because I've never seen it. I'm gonna have to watch two Space Jam movies. Yeah. A sport that I have no interest in, with a cartoony type franchise that I have no interest in. I don't think that there's not gonna be much mythology. I'm gonna have to watch it though, aren't I? Yeah, probably. It's only like 90 minutes long. Oh, but Bugs Bunny can just fuck off. Yeah. Bugs Bunny. Um, look, is it fair to say that we probably don't need to do a full main review of Space Jam? Yeah, I'd say so. Like, I, Bex, I, I think I think we could probably throw you a bone on this one, bud. Yeah, you don't, you don't need to watch it, dude. Okay, thanks. I'll thanks go watch guys. it. That really means a lot. <laughs> I genuinely will just go watch it on my own. That's fine. I'll go watch 
do you know what? I'll go watch fucking French Exit if they ever show it at a time that isn't 20 past two in the <laughs> afternoon. Oh, uh, what? Do you know? Do you know what? That one is fucking right off out of my Cineworld after Thursday. Um, it's showing today and tomorrow at Cineworld, and then there's no other listings yeah, for it. Yeah, it. it's not because it's getting fucking dropped like a motherfucker. Why? Yeah. Because nobody wants to go and watch it. I want to go and watch it. If that was on on Wednesday at 20 past two, I might be inclined to go and see it. However, it's not. Monday and Tuesday, that's it. Uh, I mean, that is... That fucking says something about the faith that Cineworld had in that film. That they are like, we would rather keep something else on that's been out for weeks than give French Exit more than literally five days of showings. Yeah, all at the same time Peter, in the middle of the day. Peter fucking Rabbit too is on every day at many times. Take that fucker off. Well, yeah, I mean you've got you've got a show in of Cruella. Like, is that not done now? Yeah. Blackpink, the fucking movie. Blackpink. What's Black, that? Yeah, it'll be about the band Blackpink. There's a band called Blackpink. Yeah, a K-pop band called Blackpink. Yeah, it is about the K-pop band called Blackpink. The girl group beloved by the world. Blackpink celebrates the fifth anniversary of their debut with the release of Blackpink the movie. Is it like Spice World the movie? It is also a special gift for Blink, Blackpink's beloved fandom, to revisit old memories and enjoy the passionate performances in the festive spirit. Tight. Tight. Cool story, bro. Um, do, do, do we get to watch all the Purge movies if we're going to go see the Forever Purge? Nope. Um, I'm kind of up for that. Ha <laughs> ha! Fuck you, Mark. <laughs> Purgeathon. Woo! Have <laughs> a dead leg, Jim. <laughs> Probably dead leg. Me. <laughs> how much? Oh, how much is the bundle on iTunes? Because that'll be four k. <laughs> Fucking proper dead leg. now. <laughs> <laughs> You twat. <laughs> Ooh, Blumhouse 15 movie collection for 25 quid. What's in that? I think we've looked at this before. Whoa. All right. The Purge. The Purge Anarchy. Ouija. Uh, Mockingbird, whatever that is. Unfriended. Curve. The Visit. Purge Election Year. The Darkness. Ouija Origin of Evil. Split. Get out. Truth or dare, the first purge. All that for 25 quid. That's not bad. How many are in 4K? Um, first purge, truth or dare, happy death day, get out, split, purge election year, uh, purge anarchy and the purge. I think we've seen Mockingbird, Bex. Have we? Yeah. I think we've seen Mockingbird. What's it about? Let's have a look. I bet the I bet the Purge bundle will be cheaper next week. Yeah. Because, like, but then that'd be too late to kind of purge it on it. It'd be it'd be yeah, it'd be too late to purge it. Yeah. Is it this one from two thousand four? Yes. Sounds about right. That. I think we've seen it. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think they have actually. Yes. I think we watched it at the same time as we watched another Bloomhouse one. We, we watched other Bloomhouse movies, didn't we, at one point? We love to watch whatever the fuck Bloomhouse bring out. <laughs> we, we, we managed to watch like the six bad Bloomhouse movies. <laughs> yeah, because like, I think I've seen The Darkness, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. I'm just really excited that we're doing a purge Yay. Yay! <laughs> Oh, but do we though? Because you know, we just said, "Hey, don't worry about Space Jam." No, I, I, I will, I, I, I will always take the hits. But I'm questioning myself. Do I want to watch all of those Purge films? Yes. Do I? They, I will I, think from on my this. recollection. They go, not good, good, not good, good. You see, for me, it's not good, 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 haven't seen. So that's not bad, actually. It would only be yeah, the first I one. Think, I don't think we've seen the last one, have we, both? Is that election? Yeah. No, the first Purge. Oh, no. I really wanted to watch that one as well, but I, I couldn't convince you to watch the rest of the Purge movies beforehand. No. I like the second Purge movie. And yes. I kind of like the third one. I hated the first. Like the second that. and the third are quite connected, aren't they? Grillo's in both of them. Yeah, it? Grillo's in both of them, yeah. The second one's like a John Carpenter movie. Yeah, that's right. Got Purge, Purge on a Key, Election Year, First Purge, and then The Forever Fist. There's not many. There's only four movies. And then are we going to try and see the unlimited screening on Tuesday? Uh, I'm, I, I'm not going to do the unlimited. I, I, wanna, I want to do my triple bill. Oh, of course, yeah. Okay, well, we'll just do a normal screening of the, the other one. It gives us more time as well, doesn't it? Yeah. How exciting! Yes. <laughs> you sound very, very pissed off, Mark. He's fine. I have no choice in this matter, Ian. <laughs> hey, you two have to do fucking escape room before bloody escape room tournament of champions. Yes. The, the, the correct escape room. The correct escape room. Okay. The wrong escape room was good too, though. I'm sure, but you need to watch the right one. Okay. Okay. So, I feel like we just fucked the living shit out of trailers. <laughs> um, oh, I, I watched another one. Uh, what? I watched the one for that Megan Fox movie that I mentioned to you both last week that what? you both were like, oh. no. Uh, Till Death. It actually looks all right. I bet it's done. I'm going to watch it. Time. But you have your own little fucking Megan Fox <laughs> renaissance, even though you A, don't like Megan Fox, and B, have watched the first films of the renaissance thing, and it was one of your worst films of the year. I know, but I just want it to come good. <laughs> I think you are, you are flogging a dead horse. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. It seems like it's basically a direct rip-off of Gerald's game. So. You've never liked a single Megan Fox performance. Oh, that's not true. No. It fucking is. That isn't true. I like Jennifer's body. No, you don't! Oh, I rewatched it recently and I liked it. You fucker. What else we got? Frog's <laughs> uh, <drugs>, shit. <laughs> like, really shit. Should we review a film? Could do, I guess. We've got, like, five of them to do. Right, yeah, let's get going. 
Ding dong! It's America, motherfucker! Who? Georgie! Well, color me surprised! Oh, color you fucking dead, Ben! <laughs> Bravo! Did you practice that line in the car on your way here? What the fuck is a car? And no, it was a rebuttal to something that you just said! How could I have thought it in advance if you said it just now and I came up with the perfect fucking rebuttal? Oh, pardon me. I forgot that you aren't versed in the gentlemanly art of debate like your best friend, Abe Lincoln. Oh, or should I say, ex-best friend? <laughs> because he's dead. Damn, he's good. All right, fuck this. Watch it, witch. You watch it, dick. Yeah. Yeah, well, that could have gone better. You think? Edison almost got everybody killed. Everybody almost got everybody killed. Right. America the Motion Picture is directed by Matt Thompson and stars Channing Tatum, Jason Manzoukis, Olivia Munn, Bobby Moynihan, Judy Greer, Will Forte, and others. I really did um, not expect you to go in with that one. <laughs> I'm doing it. IMDB summary. A chainsaw-wielding George Washington teams with beer-loving bro Sam Adams to take down the Brits in a tongue-in-cheek riff on the American Revolution. Becky, I'm going to start with you. On a scale of 0 to 10, how much did you actually want to watch this film before you had to watch it? Be honest. Um, well, I didn't. And then I read The Cast List and Jason Monzoukas was in it. And then I did. And then... Oh, we were just kind of like, all right, we, we're going to watch this. What, what day does this fit in best with? And we were like, Sunday morning. I was like, yeah, do you know what? I'm down for that on a Sunday morning. Yeah. With a bacon naan wrap. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I was, I, was quite, I was quite excited by the time Sunday morning rolled around. And now it is my accepted version of American history. <laughs> and I will not hear yeah. otherwise. <laughs> so I don't know enough about American history to question it. So I'm just like. Seems yeah, legit. <laughs> Never knew Martha Washington was so busty. Good for her. <laughs> so yeah, really enjoyed it actually. <laughs> it's fucking stupid, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I I started with this one because I thought it'd be a good warm up because it kind of felt like maybe we're not going to have an awful lot to say about it. Um, well, I'll throw I'll, I'll throw it to Mark. Mark. Do you have a lot to say about America the Motion Picture? I, 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 I mean, it's a thing. It's <laughs> well, a thing. It it works off the system. Um, and I, the thing is, I it's for the guys who did Archer. Um, I really like the the first sort of five or six seasons of Archer, and have kind of I've lost train with it a little bit. I think if I went back to it, I'd probably pick up the train quite quickly with it because it, it, as a humour thing, it kind of speaks to me a little so bit. Good. Um, so good. Although it has ruined, you know, when you watch like American like movies where there's there's army men and they're just like shooting for no fucking reason. It has ruined that for me because my brain just screams suppressing fire at me all the time. Yeah. So I, I kind of went in going, right, I kind of know what this is going to be in the sense that it has a scattergun approach to jokes of just tell as many as possible. Literally, <laughs> every every third word needs to be a joke. To the point of where even some of the characters reference the joke that is being told. And then and then that's it. And as well, if you have a joke that, that makes someone laugh, just keep fucking telling it. 
to the point of where people stop laughing and it just becomes part of law. And I kind of quite enjoyed that about it. The fucking around with not only American history, but going, well, we can have this this joke be in here, um, even though it makes no sense in this point in history. Like the, you know, the fucking... What's a car? Well, you know, you know, you know, saying about the car. Yeah. Did you all car post and like that? It's like, fuck you. What the fuck is a car? <laughs> it's just part of it is is Channing Tatum's line delivery makes yeah. so much sense. And just on that as well, in that bit, where, in that scene where he bursts in and just goes, "Ding dong, it's America, motherfucker!" Like, <laughs> yes. like yes, yes, yes. Very good. Well done. Yeah, and, and then stuff like the, the like the him laying on the floor and shouting America, and then getting up and going, I've got to kind of just walk off now, and then just seeing him walk off with somebody telling him to shut the fuck up, is just it made me laugh. You know, yeah. The it's it used the thing of going right. We're gonna make something so ridiculous that. And, and, and offensive to everybody because we're not actually being offensive. We're we're literally highlighting the ridiculousness of all of these people. Do you know what I really, really loved? What? The fact, the fact that the Gettysburg address was a dress. Yeah. In Gettysburg. On America Way. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> the fucking bit. Yeah. And the fact that they didn't need it in the end. But yeah, but Jason Manzoukis as Sam Adams, who is basically just the king bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just such a great idea. But you are watching it going. There's a moment where they go into um, King James' office that he's got when he gets to America. And then you look at it and you're looking at the room and going, hang on a minute. This is supposed to be a ridiculous version. Yeah. Of, of, of what would happen but you're looking at the room and thinking fuck if Johnson sees that room that is what every single office in Downing Street is going to look like mm. <laughs> it's fucking British though absolute scumbags trying to Britishize everyone with tea fucking hell tea's not even that good no you, you, but, but you are looking going yeah we are the worst the opposite of tea is beer yeah <laughs> um uh, but I, I quite like that because it, it obviously was trying to very subtly and still in a fun way say stuff. Yeah. Like have a bit of a social kind of element to it. And, but it references it as well. And it's like, you know, you've, you've got to sometimes you've got to sneak it in. It actually references it in the movie. But it, you know, but it is it is like saying stuff. And Sam Adams is a bit of a fucking racist, not the fastest racist. Yeah. That's, you know, obviously Paul Revere. But. but... <laughs> I think it's bonkers though that the tide that's how the titanic sank it is like, isn't it there was like this whole conspiracy <laughs> mentally it's like really opened my eyes <laughs> uh, fun time. Yeah. yeah yeah i it's it's just it, it's a lot of fun and it feels like again <clears throat> symptomatic of the netflix content thing it's come out no one's fucking talking about it and it'll just be on Netflix ad infinitum. It, you know, it, 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 somebody at some point it will will go. Hey, in about three years time, we'll go. American Motion Picture, probably on like 
July 4th in like three years' time will go, are we, are, we, are we ready to look back on this and go, this was actually really quite a lot of fun? But this is the thing. It was like, I, I get why they put it out this this week. You know, I mean, that makes sense. But it's going, for even for Netflix's attention, it's going against Fear Street. You know, and it, it, like Fear Street is obviously a bit of a thing for them, because you know, three films, three weeks. Um, so it, it's what do they actually prioritise? And it's that they're, they're getting so overloaded with content at this point that it, it, even just of a Friday, it's like, what do we actually surface to people? Like, I don't know about you guys, but my Netflix profile was all Fear Street, Fear Street, Fear Street, and I had to search for America, the motion, motion picture. Um, and I, it's, yeah, I, I, I do think Netflix is, is a, a good thing overall, but my God, I wish they, they could actually eventize more of their films. You know, I, I, like, I, I wish there was more uh, cultural bandwidth with Netflix because mm. America, the motion picture is not perfect but it is throwing so many fucking things at the wall and enough of them stick that it feels like they probably should be pumping it a bit more. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree. Yeah. There's no, there's no kind of fanfare to the releases. They just kind of drop. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. I agree. Yeah. The, 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 this is it. And it's, um, yeah, I don't know. Like black widow, is yeah it's coming out on premiere access on disney plus but it's coming out in cinemas as well and people are going to be talking about it you know um next week people will probably uh, talk a bit about the, the forever purge because it's out in the cinema you know they'll certainly be talking about space jam and um yeah i just yeah it's a shame it's it's fucking funny i like me some jason Matsukis anyway i think channing tatum is 100 percent in the tank for this as well like he he obviously knows what he's doing um and yeah yeah i just i liked i i, I liked it a great maybe maybe a bit long um yeah it, it is it, 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 you could probably shave 10 minutes out of it and got it to a tidy 90 yeah you you go sub 90 with this and like y- y- you're on you know um but yeah definitely not shit funny definitely yeah definitely not shit I, I did like the the, the mid credit sequence as well. That was all of the uh, people whose names that they got wrong <laughs> at yeah, the battle. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Damn it. Do you okay. know they keep on saying, uh, Washington you know, with an O-N. Washington. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. It, it, the person they got confused for, they're all there <laughs> just at the battle going, shit, we'll be too late. One, one's oh, that's great. Yeah, what's wrong with T-Rex? Yeah. Of course. You know, it's fucking stupid. It is, but it's fun, Dunk. and it's just it's just suspend your fucking brain for a bit of time and laugh. Fun. Them them trying to them try to work out what the guy what the blacksmith's name was. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Fucker. <laughs> that was I was I was in a lot of hysterics. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 definitely not shit on it. Yeah, definitely not shit. Yeah, totally. What's Our Paul? audience, Paul. Definitely oh, not shit. I see an argument for Geostorm. No, it's definitely not shit. I think I voted Geostorm earlier today. Well, you're wrong. Uh, definitely not shit, 40%. Took 
Scorching Cloth, 10%. Shit, 20%. And Geostorm, 30%. That's all over the place. Okay. Fair play. Okay, cool. Let's move on to something else. And that something else will be... Said a man wants to see me. Ali Albert. Can't come in here. What, is he white? Oh, boy. So what's the score? We're sending a man that works in an office to pick something up. You are part of a babysitting team watching his family while he does it. Good morning. Everything is normal, except... What do you want? Is that something you'd say, normal Monday? I'm gonna shoot you right now. Can I go home now? Wait at the house after. What do you mean after? Right off of you. What is going on? What's going on, big guy? Yeah, what are we doing? We're following instructions. Are you helping me or are you not helping me? No, 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 no. Thank you. Set up, man. God called me. Offering me ten thousand dollars to turn you in, fifteen for the white guy. Think you're the only one that can make a move? I can make a move too. Have the keys. I'd like to listen to the radio. No sudden move is directed by Steven Soderbergh and stars Don Cheadle, Benicio del Toro, David Harbour, um, Julia Fox, Ray Liotta. Just a lot of fucking people. Um, uh, I put uh, uh, you know all spoilers all the time. Surprise, my Damon. <laughs> yes, it, it, it wasn't which, which was surprised by Damon. It. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't advertised that he was in this, and he's not in the opening credits. No, it wasn't, and it literally it, it opened out. What the fuck? <laughs> he likes doing that, does Matt Damon? He does like, just right randomly appearing in shit um is, it, it does make it's me think not, it's not like a new thing that he started doing he's always done it mm. which is just odd it's and it, it kind of makes me think like does he think like he's bigger than he actually is because he's like oh you know have me in your movie don't don't talk about me and then bang i'm there yeah there is a little bit of that to him. Yeah, but I also think I, I also think it's just like Soderbergh was telling him about it and he went, Sounds cool. And they've gone, What do you want to be in it? And he's gone, Yeah, why not? I, I, you said we can give me two days and he's gone, Yeah, go on then. I, I'm literally in lockdown. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. I am well bored. Yeah, because this would this was shot like last summer, wasn't it? Like Yes. Yeah, like in lockdown y kind of yeah. Um, right, the IMDb synopsis. A group of criminals are brought together under mysterious circumstances and have to work together to uncover what's really going on when their simple job goes completely sideways. I mean, a group, if you if two's a group. Can I just say, the original casting of Matt Damon's character was originally supposed to be George Clooney, but he had to drop out and Matt Damon came in and filmed those scenes later. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you could see Clooney in that role, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, you really could actually. Um, 
Okay, so Mark, um, this one popped up on HBO Max. I'm going to ask the question: How much would you have wanted to see it in the cinema? Um, quite a lot, actually, to be honest. Um, it's Brendan Fraser, baby. There's, there's that. It's a new Soderbergh. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> Soderbergh is an interesting character. I think we we pretty much have reviewed everything that he's um, made um, since he retired. Um, <laughs> And but he's an interesting filmmaker, in in the sense that he he keeps doing this thing where he keeps retiring. He also, as well, I I don't think I don't think every movie he always makes gets his full interest. I think, for instance, I think previously he's made movies to try something out, like ooh, can I make a film on an iPhone, for instance. Mm. And he's not been that bothered about the film he's made on the iPhone. It was the idea of making a film on an iPhone. Um, and that was the experiment. Uh, he's very much a, a, a filmmaker who does things his own way, but also as well kind of has the security blanket of the fact that he can always fall back on the studio ways if he needs to. Um, I, I do think he's an, he's an odd filmmaker but this feels a little bit more like something he was a little bit more into and mm. was kind of a little bit more interested in um i would like to see it on the big screen because i think it's it it's the most it's the most cinematic of his dramatic movies that i think he's made in the past few years yeah um, that's fair and I, I, I kind of, I like that about it. Like, what was the, was it Unsane? Was a, a, a decent movie, but it wasn't particularly cinematic as, as such. Yeah. Whereas this, uh, I mean, I, I, I have, I have issues with it, but it's an interesting piece of work for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bex. Brendan Fraser. Yes. How much? How much do you want to see him lose weight, or do you think it almost kind of like completes the final form of Brendan Fraser? Not saying that like he's going to die, but that it almost feels like he's been leading to. I'm going to be a character actor i'm gonna let it all hang out and just here i fucking am i i mean i'm i'm just happy for brendan fraser to be back i think in whatever iteration he is he's a great screen presence for me the the putting on the way seemed to be very much tied to him being unhappy um and the sort of stuff that he was going through in real life um, which is he he said himself you know I, I i don't i don't want him to lose weight and get buff so i can look at him and go oh brendan fraser's hot again it's not it's not about that it's just it seems to be linked to this this really shitty time that he's been through and i'd like him to both metaphorically and physically shed that shitty time can i just say interject yeah. quick, 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 quite quickly the the op this the first scene you get um with him 
Mm. There's some great facial acting in there. He's a great actor. And it, it kind of makes you go, the the zaniness and the kookiness that people um, that people associate with him from his early career. Mm. Actually, at the point, possibly hid the fact that he's an incredibly talented actor mm. as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the weirdness of the fact is, and I'm fairly certain that he got nominated for um, for Gods and Monsters, I think it was. Um for an Academy Award, I think, um, for Best Supporting Actor. Um, hmm. Oh, that even a Golden Globe he got nominated for. And Maybe he was a Golden Globe, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and he, he is fantastic in that movie. Mm. But that was kind of the movie that unfortunately kickstarted a lot of the the ball rolling down the wrong side of the hill for it. Mm. I just think, you know, it's not it's not from a shallow place. It's just as a symbolic thing. The the, the bad stuff and the mm. kind of not really taking as much pride in his appearance seems to come at around the same time. And if you're if you're linking being essentially sexually harassed mm. with being essentially a bit of man candy then you are maybe going to try to be less man candy and I just think I don't know I think it's got psychological roots yes yeah 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 it's um I would like to see him get some awards recognition hopefully for that Darren Aronofsky film The Whale and then for him to lose it all and be happy um and be in more like he's like like i say he's a great screen presence he's a great actor i'd I'd just want to see him more yeah like 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 he was saying like in that character actor prose would make a a lot of sense oh or in a long-awaited mummy sequel but a proper one i don't think we're gonna can you imagine though (laughs) no people fucking love it um good film this uh, it is isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah it is i um it's really wrapped up in it while, while it was going on and i think I'd, it maybe had kind of too much going on um well, this, this, this i thought like david like... harbour and his secretary kind of like considering how much they're kind of like building up his character in the first third it's weird how his character almost completely disappears from the film um that's it i i do think that 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 mildly the film is a little bit overwritten yeah it's quite confusing it 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 tries to have too many threads going at once but some of the threads just don't need to be there and then there's a few too many twists and turns and it, it, it it's the problem is the twists and turns start wrapping rather than wrapping the characters up, it starts wrapping the film up a little bit. It's trying to be a like you you kind of made the the reference um with the catalytic converter thing, but it is kind of trying to be a bit of a nice guys under the silver lake, um, inherent vice kind of movie where there's all these threads going on that you have to follow separately and then they come together yeah the, the, and it just doesn't do it in as much of a there's an element of, yeah. way. there's an element of, of, of trying to make it seem like it's based upon a a, a novel that, mm. that doesn't actually exist mm. that's there that's a great way to put it. um 
but yeah, there certainly is that. The fact that the the the, the, the core premise, not of the film, but of the the crux of what they're trying to get, I was very much like, so it's the same as the one from Nice Guys. Mm. That seems a little bit like you could have thought of something else. Mm. Um, and it it did feel for me a little bit over overwritten. Um, you had too many. You, you, there was a double cross too many in the middle that you could have taken out. I think you kind of lost sympathy for to like Cheadle's character as well. Could like to, up to a point, it's like do you know what you got to respect the hustle. He just wants a bit more. Just wants a bit more. But then you got to the point where you were like, right, you're being a fucking greedy wanker now. Just stop it. <laughs> yeah, but but also as well, you had things like the um, the Matt Damon's character recognizing mm. Benicio del Toro. Yeah, I didn't need that. He didn't need that. It was a thread that went nowhere. Mm. They really didn't need that. Yeah. No, you're right. It, it but, feels like there's a, like, somewhere, and I, and, and I don't think that this film exists because I don't think Soderbergh works like this. Um, this is a guy who remade Solaris and made it half as long as the original. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that there's a script somewhere, a working draft of the script, that is a three-hour movie yeah where all this goes and, and and another director would have made that movie but Soderbergh went don't need that don't need that don't need that quite like that no that's gonna look don't need that don't need that don't need that don't need that and Soderbergh doesn't necessarily give that much of a shit about story yeah he he gives that much of a shit about how can I make this interesting um and how can David Holmes uh, make me a jazz soundtrack to it so what you're saying is that there's a more coherent three-hour movie somewhere. There's a more coherent three-hour script mm. somewhere that yeah, Soderbergh yeah, wasn't right. interested in making yeah. ever. It, it's just like that. Yeah. That that one scene where David Harbour meets the secretary in the motel and he's yeah. like trying to spit out what it was he did. Like and like how he's decided not to do the like the the scam that they were gonna do. It's like that bit kind of just feels like they just left it in because Soderbergh just thought it was funny. Like yeah. it would just like liked David Harbour's performance and so went with it. But it's like a good like five minute long scene, and like the next time you see them together, it's what? Okay, so you're leaving with him now? Yeah, I am. See you later. Bye. It, End. It, 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 it's Soderbergh doing his thing of going, uh, of doing his, I'm going to put a scene here that makes me seem a little bit Cohen-y. Yeah, it, there was some strong Cohen's vibes in, yeah. in, yeah, you're right. And, you know, I, I, and Soderbergh does that, you know, Logan Lucky is quite Cohen-y. Mm. Even though I, I I will say though for all I'm kind of complaining about David Harbour's character, this film if it's seen more his oh, it's only Tuesday would become a meme. Yeah, like at yeah. the end, like also, I fucking loved that, and again that felt quite Cohen-y, but I fucking loved that. <laughs> you've got David Harbour, you've got him in this out this week. And then next week, he's Black in Widow. Black Widow, playing completely different. What is it? The guy is—he's yeah. yeah. a—he's a, he's a very good character actor. 
Yeah. Um, I didn't even realise it was him until you mentioned his name before. But as well, oh, there was a great, an absolutely fucking brilliant, like, literally, I burst out laughing moment. Mm. Um, you know when um, you've got the the friend knocks on the door, the friend's kid knocks on the door when they're Cheadle and Benicio Del Toro and Kieran Culkin are first there. Um. And she basically says to the kid, oh, he's not very well and anything like this. I should have told you. I'm really sorry. And goes off. And then the mum, uh, it's, uh, what's, who is it plays the mum? Frankie Shaw, isn't it? No, it's not. Yeah. Sorry. It's, uh, uh, Amy Simons, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. the mum. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. She then runs back to the window and looks out of the window and can see the fact that the, that the kid's talking to her mum and then the mum gets out of the car and just goes then, then she starts running back towards the door and just goes yep this ain't over <laughs> and it fucking killed me the, the whole her yeah, performance she's walking away from the door and like lights a cigarette and she's like that's the last of that yep and yeah that's it yeah and it's just she's not doing it in a scared way of what they're gonna do she's basically going oh I fucking knew this was gonna happen yeah. <laughs> It's it's a really brilliant little fucking nod in the movie. And the fact that them two just kind of look and go, do you know what? She's got this under control. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah, I mean, it's just an interesting fucking film, this. And like you say, it's... It, it, Soderbergh feels like he's got the vibe of it. And it, it, I... I, I I did I did like how they managed to kind of like wrap everything up, uh, up towards the end and you know ten minutes to the end of the film and you're introducing Bill Duke yeah you know and it, it, it's like at that point I was like fucking hell what else is going to happen here you know but they you know they 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 close off Del Toro and Julia Fox um the fucking Julia Fox going off and then the copper stopping her and just taking the fucking suitcase and she's yeah. just standing there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's just like, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, fuck. Um, yeah, he just takes it. Yeah. Yeah, he just takes it and walks off. <laughs> He just says, like, thank you very much, Mrs. Capri, whatever her name is. Oh, just walks off with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, but then it was, like, but then I, I, I liked the, the John Hamm, like, r- resolution, where it's like, so he's, what, kind of employed by Matt Damon's character in a way, and he's, like, even that extra money that Bill Duke gives him, he gives to Matt Damon. Yeah, it, it, it's like it, he's he's not he's not a bent copper, but he very much it shows that the coppers are working for the are not working for the people they're working for the people who pay them. It, it, it's kind of almost like that. It's, it's very much like you know the well you know I'd love to give you some of this, but I can't. But do you want uh, that bottle of of cognac? It's worth eighty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> And he goes, yeah, why not? And, and he's really pleased with it as well. He's like, oh. <laughs> and he is. And it's kind of like, again, though, it's more of the, I like the fact that John Hamm just doesn't want to be pigeonholed as anything. He is very much going, do you know what? I made all my bank with Mad Men. And, and, and I'm, ma- I'm still making it because you're all still watching it on Stars or on whatever else it's on. 
so I'm still making bank. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go out and I, I don't know that I can be bothered to make a full movie. <laughs> so I'm just going to turn up for like three or four days working for X director and Y director. Oh, yeah. And fuck it. Yeah. I will do Fletch. Go on then. That sounds like it'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I um, have said on this show before that John Hamm, not into him doing comedy. This, yeah, perfectly good. Like this, good. Which, he is good. Yeah, he's very good in this, which feels a little bit like a more leaning towards not quite comedy, but more leaning towards that side of the character that he plays in the town. Yeah, yeah, he's very he, good in the town. And he's you know, at some point, he's going to turn up playing an FBI sorry. agent in a Scorsese movie. Yeah, why not? Yeah. You know, he's going to be one of those actors who you, who is going to have worked with everybody. But if you combine the amount of time that he's worked with them, it will probably come to less than the uh, runtime of The Irishman. <laughs> That's probably right. Um, so, I think I'm going to wrap it, up, wrap it up for this there, unless anybody's got anything else to say on it. Um, Kieran Culkin being just really like skeezy works yeah he's good at it yeah isn't he? he's, he's he's really good at it the kind of fancy some fries and then the next scene he's just sat in the back eating fries <laughs> <laughs> a little just, bit in, in my brain i'm going so who went in to get the fries yeah. did he make david harbour go in and get the fries probably I would have preferred that scene to be in the movie than some of the other ones. Mm. A little bit of Kieran Culkin goes a long way, I find. Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, I am definitely not shit on this. I oh. really quite I, I really quite liked it. It's not perfect, but it's a damn solid couple of hours. Yeah, def- definitely not shit. Yeah, def- definitely not shit. Uh, our audience poll, definitely not shit. 60%, touching cloth 20%, and shit 20%. That's a shame. Um, right. I really need the toilet. I've been drinking some protein shakes lately because I've, st- I've I've been getting back on running again. Oh, nice. And it, I am having the most stinky farts. <laughs> It'll do so that. So I'm, I'm going to evacuate my bowels to try and stop the farts. Well, we can just pause for a bit and then we can okay. put it out. Yeah. We, sh- we shall pause. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, while you're thinking of my stinky farts, here's some Pod Syndicate promos. <laughs> <laughs> the Mulberry Boys, every Friday night on the show, you better know they keep it tight. ETL is back and the J-Strom's in the zone. Introduce the co-host, he doesn't do it alone. Is about to hold court you know he's on the headset you can hear him snort pop culture movies tv shows and games rotten tomatoes reviews news and blu-rays foggy don't play around he will bust a drop fast welcome to the entertainment landfill podcast the jason and steven show it's the jason and steven show what the jason and steven show it's the jason and steven show
Hey, you like my voice, don't you? It's enticing and exotic and sexy. Well, unfortunately, I'm just a promo guy being paid to advertise a movie podcast, and I can assure you that its hosts don't sound anywhere near as classy. But don't let my superior vocal talents discourage you and go listen to his film, Her Movie, the podcast where every episode, the hosts must each choose a film to watch and discuss that has a connection to the chosen theme of that week's show. So stop aimlessly scrolling through whatever streaming service you're on and let his film, Her Movie, give you an idea on what to watch next. You can catch it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? I'll leave you alone forever now. You know this one girl with hair like this? Yes, that's Ramona Flowers. She's out of your league. You know her? Tell me now. She just moved here, got a job at Amazon. I have to order something really cool. Scott, are you waiting for the package you just ordered? Maybe. Scott Pilgrim? Hi, I was thinking about asking you out, but then I realized how stupid that would be. That's okay. You should just sign for this, all right? So do you want to go out sometime? I say yes, we sign for your damn package. So, yeah, 8 o'clock? Come to this Battle of the Bands thing. You have a band? Yeah, we're terrible. One, two, three, one! Mr. Pilgrim! I'm Ramona's first evil ex-boyfriend. What? Wait, we're fighting over Ramona? Didn't you get my email explaining the situation? I skimmed it. Mm-mm. What was that all about? If we're gonna date, you may have to defeat my seven evil exes. So what you're saying is we are dating? I guess. Does that mean we can make out? Sure. Scott Pilgrim! Prepare to feel the wrath of the League of Evil Exes. Ramona dated twins. At the same time. If you want something bad, you have to fight for it. Step up your game, Scott. Combo. Break out the L word. Lesbian? The other L word. Lesbians? What are you doing? Getting a life. You want to fight me for her? Why on earth would you want to do that? Because I'm in love with her. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Maybe next time we don't date the girl with 11 evil ex-boyfriends. Okay. Oh, that's not that bad. The retro review that we weren't planning on, but now out on 4K is uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. So it's directed by Edgar Wright, uh, starring Michael Sarah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Kieran Culkin. It is Kieran Culkin, not Rory, isn't it? Yeah, it's Kieran, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, get confused. Uh, Chris Evans, Mae Whitman, Alison Pill, uh, Johnny Simmons, Mark Webber, um, just lots of folks. Um, Brie Larson, um, how could I forget? Jesus Christ. Um, that didn't sound like a horny old man at all, did it? Um <laughs> <laughs> uh scott pilgrim versus the world uh 10 year uh anniversary uh apparently um 
And uh, yeah, I think we all know what it's about. So, um, Mark, I, I just, you know, I've got to ask. Your previous issues with Scott Pilgrim versus the world have basically related to Scott Pilgrim is a fucking prick. Um, on this watch, how how did that land for you? Scott Pilgrim's a fucking prick. <laughs> he is. I am. Um, I, I, I. The thing is, visually, there's an awful lot going on in this film, and it's interesting. It feels. It feels mildly indulgent, but that is the point. Uh, it's not an indulgent nostalgia that I necessarily get, but I know that a lot of people do, and that's pretty, and, and, and that's cool. You know, not everyone's nostalgia is the same. So I get that it's for a a, a subsector of, of of geekdom that isn't me, mm. and that that that's all right. You know, there um, the the, the the kind of the, the pacing of it etc and like that all works well um but i i still i still can't get across beyond the fact that i don't understand how so many people can allow the film to get away with how much of a prick uh, of, of a prick yeah the 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 the, the lead character that you are supposed to get around, and, and I don't, and, and and people will tell me, yeah, but at the end of it, he learns. But I genuinely don't think he does, because <laughs> okay. because right. he acts like a prick all the way through it, apologizes to a few people for being a prick, but still gets the girl at the end. He doesn't really get any comeuppance for his what, his being a prick. They're gonna try again. It doesn't necessarily mean that like it's gonna work and whatnot. It's just they're gonna have another shot at it. But he goes off in the distance with the girl at the end. So you're saying just in terms of film language, that's he got yeah. the girl. Yeah. You can't, you can't, yeah. You can't then turn on afterwards and say, yeah, but they might have split up later. It's like, well, <laughs> any film ever they could have split <laughs> up later. Yeah. You know, but he is. It's not just that he's a bit of a prick. He is an absolute piece of shit he's he's dating at the start of the movie a high school girl because it makes him seem edgy and it's like well no it doesn't it makes you seem like a fucking creep but he likes the fact that it makes him seem like a creep he, i don't think it's that it he, makes him seem edgy i think there's, it's there's, there's a she's safe because someone else broke his heart and because she's younger and more naive he can be the manipulator yeah yeah charge yeah. He's in the power position. It really bothered me on this rewatch. But there's a bit where he's laid in the bed going about she's in high school and he gives like a little Sarah look that he has. I think that's that makes Michael. you just go. Yeah, but then so. don't cast somebody as creepy looking as Michael yeah. Sarah if you have a mildly creepy character. But, I'd be interested to know. Have you ever read the comics? Because it's based off of comics, isn't it? Yeah. Is he a creepy, manipulative piece of shit in the comics? Um, it's been a while. I won't lie. Um, he's dead. I mean, it, it, it's like it's very much based on the character from from the comics. But I think it is fair to say that there is a little bit of Michael Sarah just uh, Michael Sarah performance in that. Frankly, um, you've, you've also not only got that. You've got the fact that 
he sees this girl in his dream then sees her out there and then decides to stalk her into liking him. Mm. It's... <laughs> it, 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 I, 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 I genuinely... The, but the problem is, the rest of the film is an awful lot of fun. It, it really is. And there's a lot of visuals going on. It is every penny of the um, 60 odd million is is on screen. Um, I don't think all of the characters work. I don't think. I think there's maybe only one or two of the evil exes that I actually thought were quite amusing. Was one of them. No, Chris Evans. Yeah. <laughs> One of them was second best Chris. Um, and, and and he was fun. Him reacting to a text message that, that we'd have no idea is on there and going, haha, that was actually hilarious. Is it was was really good. Yeah. But then continuing to add to Scott's smugness every time he bests one of the exes didn't make me like him more, it made me like him less. Mm. Mm. Um, I don't think he. I don't think he, he gets more smug. It, oh, he so gets more insecure. The half and half. What is it? To Brandon Ruth, he's acting incredibly smug. But I don't think that's in. He's. He's. I wouldn't say that that's him being smug about the like. How his relationship is going and whatnot in that no, but, moment, yeah, but, he's, but, but yeah, he's but because he's it. tricked him and he, he thinks he's a prick. Yeah, but but he does it with all of them. He, he seems to have this. He seems to have this very smug nature to him. And again, I think that could be the Sarah. It could be the Sarah thing. Yeah. But it's still there. Yeah, but in the his film. his in his, his interactions with the evil exes. I, I mean, or at least the first few. I think yeah, I get what you're saying there. But his interactions with Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I I certainly don't think are smug. No, it, I, it, I, I, I wasn't meaning those. I was meaning his interactions with like of how he bests them in. He okay, effectively sorry. Tricks I, I, them. I think I misunderstood. Yeah, um, um, you know, he, he doesn't he doesn't defeat what's it um, Chris Evans in battle. He plays to his um, arrogance. Yeah. Narcissism. Yeah, he's narcissist of, of, of that. He knows that he can trick him with that. He, 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 he tricks people. But then it's the, the smug way that he reacts to him, the fact that, look how smart I am, was a little bit irritating. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't see the, look how smart I am. It's a genuine though. When he's laid down with the half and half thing, with, the, with Brandon Ruth, you don't think that he comes across as smug in that. In that one moment, yeah, yeah, probably does. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you're saying all the way, like, all the way through he's dealing with the evil exes and he's acting smug. No, with, with, with some of them. With those. With that one and the, the, the skateboarding one there. He doesn't even fight one of them. But the bit with the, see, the, there's some really great bits in it as well. Like the bit where um, he tricks Chris Evans into, into doing the the grind down the handrail, and they're both him and Kieran Culkin are just stood at the top, and it's just like, wow, wow. That bit's it's 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 really good, and it's like they know he's good, 
And they're, they're kind of in awe of his talent, but they know he's going to fucking bomb at the bottom of the fucking rail. But it, 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 there is some, there's some really good bits in it. Really good bits, but I just... The, the, the thing is, I think it's not tuned to me. No. Or I'm not tuned to it would be a more accurate thing. Is what I would say there. How do you get on with the visuals in this? Um, I'm not as impressed as a lot of people seem to be with them. It's just not for you, is it? All right, fair enough. It's that thing. But the thing is, I have tried with Scott Pilgrim, and I did try with this one. I went. I didn't go into it. Oh, oh, I really wanted to like it. Yeah, I'm Um, sure you did. And, and again, I think it is just one of those things where I... It's not for you. There's a possibility that Edgar Wright is just going to be one of those filmmakers for me where it's just... It, it, I either really get on with them quite well or I really don't like them. Hmm. And I think that it, it's maybe just one of those things that, that his particular eye, I, I just, I'm not tuned into it. And it's there. I, the visuals are good, but they do feel... There's a certain self-satisfied air to all of Edgar Wright's movies that I don't know that I particularly vibe with. But I don't think he's that type of person. No, but his, his movies have it. But then, I don't know, this, I, I think the casting goes an awful lot of weight, and that's not even just Sarah in this. I think there's a lot of them that have a an air of uh, um, very much... There's a lot of there's a lot of actors in this that have never walked by a mirror without turning around and looking at it and going, Oh, hello there. And she was sexy one. There's is a little bit of that. I think Colkin's really good in it. Colkin's very good in it because he's walked by a mirror and gone, Holy shit, was that no, it's me. Sorry, sorry. That was my brother. And has walked off. <laughs> there's been that. There's some there's some characters in it where that works like the Jason Schwartzman character he's supposed to be like that Chris Evans's character he's supposed to be like that they're supposed to be the kind the vegan dude they're supposed to be the kind of people that wouldn't walk past a mirror but, and not go but I do think that Brandon Ruth and Chris Evans would walk by a mirror I don't think Jason Schwartzman's ever walked by a mirror <laughs> I think he's good in this I he's like good in it because that's what he does and he's yeah. very good at that yeah yeah this rewatch might have spoiled this film for me. It really, really bothered me how how much of a twat the character of Scott Pilgrim actually is. To Knives, really, to Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character, um, he, he wants her as a trophy rather than as, that he wants her. He wants to win her because she's so cool and he wants to get the cool girl is the vibe okay. that I got off it this time. Okay. And yeah, yeah. No, but she Envy wasn't the, the, the cool girl when she was Nat. She was pre-cool girl and then she got cool and then she dumped him and he's obviously very scarred from that. He's obviously very scarred from that. And but he wants to get Ramona as as it's not even for her necessarily. He doesn't know her. He just wants that status of getting Ramona flowers. And that bothered me. The, the way that he treats Knives fucking Chow in this movie, honestly, made me want to cry a few times. That poor fucking kid. Just like, she just thinks he's cool and he's in a band and she's really sweet and like and he's just shitty to her. The fact that the, the, the one redeeming bit of it is when she just goes, 
it's gone too cold for you at the end because she's obviously she's gone through her own little growth arc and realized yeah she's better than this fucking twat well, bag uh, i'm glad they didn't go with the other ending they shot why what was that um he lets ramona go off and he tries again with knives yeah don't deserve either of them I th- yeah i mean it's obviously we're 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 just coming at it from from two from different places. Like the thing is, I 100% Scott Pilgrim is a fucking arsehole, but I think the film does know that. You know, you've got enough people constant constantly calling out for how much of a fucking dick he is that the the film knows. Okay, some people might find him charming, but Aubrey Plaza thinks he's a twat. Alison Pill thinks he's a twat um the band drop him uh, with like not a second's hesitation when they get offered the record deal but but i 100 see where you guys are coming from and the it's interesting i think if this film was made now i think they would age up knives um I, i you know i think even if it was scott is 25 she's 20 I think it it would probably play more appropriately now. Yeah, and I and the thing is, it, it, yeah, I can agree with that. It, it would make it seem what is it? It's it, it, I'm alarmed at how and it, the, 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 it, Wes Anderson, the filmmaker, I think gets away with this too much. I'm alarmed at how icky that feels. Yeah. You know, and the fact that he seems really like he seems to almost celebrate the oh we nearly held hands once, and it's like. Oh fuck off! He's just—he's so in his own world. That's which is obviously the point of the visual style of the film. Mm. Even though I—I I will say I almost think there's not enough him being into video games to justify that. Like if it was young Neil's story, you would get it. Yeah, but that's a good Scott, that, yeah. Basically, the only reference he makes is, "Hey, I learned the baseline from Final Fantasy 2, which. I, but I like that line. That's the thing. It's just like the way he gets into the fucking. I, you know, I, it does. This this film makes me laugh. I think visually, it's basically unlike anything else that that has come out of America in the last little while. And uh, well, I'd say this and Speed Racer are quite are quite tied actually in in that way. Um, it feels very influenced by like asia um in in a multitude of ways um and yeah i i i have a really really good time watching this i was i was worried going in and i personally i was relieved with what my reaction towards it was um but i I, i'm not i'm not going to argue with i mean I, i i suppose i've argued a couple of points with you guys but overall you know fair enough it it's I, I I don't think broadly I can disagree with what you're saying. I just I think I'm in I'm in the tank for it. My weirdness for it is I, I'm a little bit like I'm glad people can like things because I'm glad people like things. It, 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 it's one of those. But I'm a little bit like as often happens with these things. Like could you just me explain why this film gets such a pass? Yeah, it is an odd one. And and just, I mean, just to clarify my position, I loved this film when it came out. Mm. Properly fucking loved it. 
and have liked it on every rewatch since, except for when we watched it for this. I can't try put out. I no, wasn't, you weren't I wasn't, it. I wasn't no, negging it during it, was I? No. I was I was watching it and I was trying to what is it? It just it just really bothered me. His his interactions with the world and the people around him and the fact that he's got so many enablers around him, allowing him to just be a dickhead. Like he's got this safe little space where he can treat girls like shit, where he can just be just fucking weird and a bit unlikable because he's got enough people around him that are still his friends that, he, that it's okay. It doesn't matter that Aubrey Plaza dislikes him because he's got all these other people as well. And it's just like, he's just getting away with it. Mm. And it just really bothers me. I don't know whether in a few years' time, when I'm not the parent of a 17-year-old girl and I'm not viewing it through that lens, looking at it and going, if someone treated Isabel like that, I would fucking cut their balls off. Oh, I, if, if, if that version of Michael, if, if that version of what is it, Scott Pilgrim? If, if Michael Sarah went anywhere near my child, I would castrate him because he's a creepy, That's creepy fuck and he's got no chin. I tell you what, I'll watch this in 10 years' time when uh, when Lots is 17, and I'll see what see what I think of it then. Because I bet I'll be right there with you. (laughs) Nighty's heartbroken little face every time he 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 treats her badly. It's just I just it's horrible. Mm. Like and she's going home and crying into her fucking pillow over Scott Pilgrim and his bad haircut. And maybe that's it. Maybe I just need to wait until Isabel's a bit older, and then it'll be fine. Yeah, you can go. It's all right. She didn't marry a Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Although she doesn't want to get married. It's all right now. We've, we've got her into indie boys. She's properly into it. She's like, I want a shaggy haired, like, bucket hat wearing indie boy that plays guitar. We played a lot of Glastonbury footage the other day and now she doesn't like Chavs anymore. Nice. That was <laughs> well right. played. It was. Yeah. I, I, I think it was it was, it was was the the first, like, proper fucking key change in Paranoid Android that did it. <laughs> she quite like Richard Ashcroft. Did she? Hmm. Mm. Rather disappointing. Yeah, because yeah. because he's basically just living cheap bones. Yeah, that's fine. At least she's not going for like. Yeah, they, 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 yeah, it, it's better than a misogynist shite you listen to before. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like if she starts like going for Pete Doherty or something, then you know, alarm bells. But I suppose Richard Ashcroft is all right. Yeah. She's she's a very big fan of Brett Anderson, young Brett Anderson as well. Oh, he was. A- oh, nice. Beautiful man. Yes. Um, that was an odd ending to the Scott Pilgrim versus the World review, but um, I'm definitely not shit. I I almost dread to ask. <laughs> I'm interested where you are with this, Bex. I don't. Know. I don't think you're definitely shit because you did enjoy it while we were watching it. Everything around Scott Pilgrim is fine. The and visually it is stunning. It is stunning. It's so well. I love all the video game crap. Of coins when someone gets like beaten, oh, bouncing yeah. around everywhere, and the what are you doing? Getting a life. Fucking love it. it like I do. I, I like that bit of it, and I like the the stupid like, hey, we're gonna put a video game reference in it. You're gonna like it, kind of thing that it's got going on. I just Scott can fuck off. I, 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 I is this a new rating? Is this the Scott can fuck off rating for a film where you really like everything around the main character? It might be. Yeah. Because I'm touching cloth with it. I, I, in the poll, I did touching cloth. Because I, I, okay. I was the okay. one, I think, that um, 
<laughs> got the response. Anyone that says this is anything but definitely not the shit can fuck off. And I was like, yeah, that was me. I am, I am touching cloth on it because I don't, I, it's not shit. It's just not. No. So I can't say it's shit because it's not shit. There's a lot of fun bits in it. Would that be a thanks I hate it based off the Rosamund Pike I don't Pike think you one. hate it though. No, but it was, that was based on, I liked the movie, but hated Rosamund Pike's character, wasn't it? But you hated that movie. You yeah, would never watch that movie again, whereas you always admitted that you will watch Scott Pilgrim again. Yeah, fuck that movie. Yeah, I'll watch this movie again. All right, fine. It's a Scott Pilgrim can fuck off. But I think there's a possibility you might watch it next time and go, do you know what? It don't bother me now. What, I'll suddenly become a teenage girl hating misogynist? No, you'll just, you'll just change your mind and go, I'm fine with it. I think it could be one of those. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm just being a bit oversensitive. Maybe you are. I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe you are. I don't think you are. <laughs> <sighs> it just really bothered me on this watch, and it never has to the same extent before. Before, I was a bit like, oh, Scott, he's such a fucking dickhead, isn't he? But look at him with his floppy hair. And this time, it just really bothered me. Yeah. I mean, he is a dickhead, and he does have floppy hair. Yeah, but he cuts himself because he's scared of going to the barber. Yeah, because the last time he went to the barber, several hours later, he was dumped by Brie Larson. And if that happened to me, I would never go to the barber again. I don't really get the Brie Larson thing at all. I, I, I don't really get the Brie Larson thing in general, but Brie Larson as Envy Adams in the motion picture Scott Pilgrim versus the world, I extremely get. I don't get the Brie Larson thing. However, Brie Larson is the hot old pair in the league. I do get. She's funny in that, actually. Yeah. I think everybody has a Brie Larson thing, but not Brie Larson. But none of them are Captain Marvel. <laughs> none of them are Captain Marvel. God no, with a bad space haircut. Yeah. Don't save the universe, <laughs> Captain. Go get your fucking haircut instead. I don't think I have a Brie Larson thing. You will, it's coming. Okay. What was the poll? Your... The poll. God, it's definitely not Unicorn Star. Was, I quite like Unicorn Star. Uh, was definitely not shit 84%. Touching cloth 11% and shit 5%. Okay. All right, let's let's uh, let's put Scott Pilgrim versus the world to bed then. Uh, let's I'm talk... sorry. Uh, no, 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 Dave, don't apologise. It's all good. Um, I feel awful, though, because, like, I, I, on paper, it should have been me and you against Mark. <laughs> because every time I've watched it previously, I've and really that's liked all right. it. <laughs> yeah, because you're wrong a lot of the time. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Above the ground. That should be fun. Thirty seconds. Weapons up. <laughs> Oh, here, everybody, come on. Take that. Flip around like that. Makes sense. And that's your safety. Okay. How you know how to do all this stuff, man? How are you so calm? Long story. Be that ex-military? Yeah. Kind of a short story, I guess. Okay, let's talk about the Tomorrow War, uh, which is directed by Chris McKay and stars Chris Pat Pratt. Uh, yeah, yeah, the worst, Chris. Yvonne Strahovski. I've got to say, I saw a tweet the other day 
of a picture of those two in this film and just something saying i fell asleep during this but my god have these two got such great sexual tension on screen (laughs) 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 Uh, which was incredible um uh, jk simmons betty gilpin sam richardson and uh, uh and others um so uh the, 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 the plot synopsis there is no plot synopsis on imdb <laughs> what the fuck oh no here we go oh this is long the world is stunned when a group of time travelers ar- arrive from the year 2051 to deliver an urgent message 30 years in the future mankind is losing a global war against the daily alien species the only hope for survival was for soldiers and civilians from the present to be transported to the future and join the fight i'm leaving it there so we made quite clear last week that we were quite meh on watching the Tomorrow War. Um, but then I got paid to review it. And then um, Mark and Becky just watched it. You're fucking um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm a fucking shill with my 7 out of 10. Look at you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, so, Bex. How many of the 138 minutes did you feel? Feel like how long did it did it feel its time? Do you mean? Is that what you mean? You interpret that question how you so see fit. I actually don't think for a film as long as it was that it felt overlong. I keep kind of bips along. Not an awful lot happens, but there's not that many draggy moments either. If that makes sense. Not fast paced, yeah. but didn't feel like it was dragging too much. Yeah, they didn't feel like there was too much like fillery, Lag. shitty bits in it that are just there to get the runtime up, and there weren't really that many boring kind of expositiony, pointless bits. So mm. yeah, for for a film that I wasn't looking forward to, that is as long as it is. I didn't actually, I didn't think it felt as long as it was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, good. Um, Mark, how did you feel about the sexual tension between Gris Pratt and Yvonne Strahovski? I think they should have burned. And that would have created the alien threat. I think they should have burned and then, and then we would have had a, a, a moment where, where where neither of them knew that they were, you know, what is it? And then somebody came out and went, you realise that's your dad? Like an old boy kind of yeah. element to it. Mm. And, then, and then what is it? They just went, oh, no! And then just dived under the covers again. A totally different movie. <laughs> Would have been a very different movie, yeah. Well, I actually completely misheard what she was saying to him on the speaky speaky yeah you, you, um, yeah, you we, yeah you you predicted that it was what is it by mishearing something well dan is very close to dad yes yeah, so when she said dan when he said dan when she says dan on the voice thing you thought it said dad didn't you i was like oh oh that makes sense and then when it was revealed later i was like well yeah she called him dad and you were like no she called him <laughs> dan <laughs> i i predicted the end of this movie the minute that jk simmons arrived didn't i you did yeah the minute that J.K. Simmons, when you see J.K. Simmons for the first time, yeah, I turned to Bex and went, guarantee you the end of this movie is them getting back from all of this somehow and Chris Pratt turning around and saying to his kid, oh, I 
want to introduce you to your granddad and that's the end of the movie i mean yeah good guess it was yeah yeah patently obvious that that was going to happen i i thought the dad was going to die nope like, he wasn't but... because then he wouldn't have been able to have that moment in the movie yeah that's true that's true but i mean so what what do you guys think of it though um like i say it i don't think it's like the film of the year or anything like that but it's good it's a good it's movie it's all right yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a good movie again and a lot of the time we always say this when we talk about films that are released um on streaming services on their own if i'd gone to see this at the cinema would i have come out and felt a little bit gypped no this is a it's a big budget movie. The big budget is there on the screen. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's you know it's a Larry Fong um, shot movie, and you can tell because it looks really fucking good. It looks expensive as fuck as well. Mm. You know it's not ropey fucking CG or anything like that. It, it, it's there. The money is on screen. The creature design as well. is The is creature design is good. And the fact that it, it goes a little bit fucking aliensy at points and goes a little bit alien at points. Mm. Um, it's the score is a little bit trying to be too, um, Nolan-y at mm. points. And it maybe doesn't quite carry off the emotional weight there. People won't like me saying this, but Chris Pratt's quite good in it. Um, you know, within that, I do think that Chris Pratt is is a good dramatic actor. I, I think he carries that over quite well. He's, oh, he's a bit schmaltzy. But I think the film's supposed to be a bit schmaltzy. Him, him, you know, knowing that he that that literally that that is that that essentially that this version of his daughter that he's met and admired and been proud of is going to die and is never going to exist mm. you know he's literally watching his daughter die so that he can have a new version of his daughter yeah but one that doesn't have to go but one that doesn't have to die but he's got to go through that I think his performance carries off that emotional weight and that I know that you know him going, fuck it, I'm going to try and save it even though I know I can't. It, mm. It's that, it's the instinct thing kicks in. I think he carries that well and they just want him to just fucking sit with her and spend a bit of time with her as well. Mm. Is it, it, it is there. Um, I, I, yeah, because I mean, I, on that, I... I liked that the whole, you know, he was going to be, like, disappointed with his life thing. Like, they don't necessarily, like, overplay that. But then when it's, like, the reveal of, well, what happened between them? And it's not like he did, like, an awful wrong or anything like that and really, really fucked over the relationship with her. It was just they drift, like, the family drifted apart and... It He's was just like annoyed with him though to say that yeah. like we we were watching it weren't we and after it was like and then you died in a car accident and we were like fucking hell we thought you you were like I thought you were gonna say like you killed yourself or something on, like that on her sixteenth birthday yeah. and I was like that's not really his yeah. fault is it <laughs> yeah. no but it I you know it's that whole thing of like I'd imagine a kid like that if if their parents bro- like broke up at the kind of the age that she she would have been that is the kind of thing that would 
really really fuck you up and then if you never have that closure with the parent and then they're like they're dead like i i could i could see why to her that would be maybe weightier than we as an audience are expecting like that actually felt quite real to me yeah but that's a very good point actually yeah um Um, and i i i I just I, i think pratt kind of can play that well like there is an element to chris pratt that kind of does feel a little bit past it already at this stage so the idea of his character then going on to live a future where he's essentially past it and he never really amounts to anything again it's like yeah i buy that (laughs) (laughs) yeah one bit that really really like from a narrative point of view really annoyed me which bit so you know where they go and they find like the 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 thing basically the nest. Yes. There is absolutely no fucking way knowing that the females are more badass than the males. So you would not the, kill the female, female first. first. Yeah. And That's true. if you didn't kill the female first and you you killed this row of useless males, you wouldn't stand around fucking congratulating yourself for five minutes before moving on to the next row. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like. They're clearly going to have some kind of weird hive mind and those are going to wake up and then fucking break out. So why don't you just fucking move on? Oh, yeah, you would kill the female first. Of course as well, you yeah. fucking would. Yeah. Bunch of bullshit. There, there is an element of that. I, I, I do like the fact that the, that the film literally just like, when that kid's like, they're going, um, you know, is anyone, anyone, anything anyone's passionate about? Anyone. Anyone. Anyone put their hand up and then that kid, like, anyone apart from Marvin go on Marvin and he just talked about volcanoes you're like well that's clearly gonna fucking come back later yeah. <laughs> I mean I will say though that kid does some of the worst line readings I think I've ever heard <laughs> yeah, he's it, not it was it was like they literally just stapled the words like to something just behind the camera and we're just like just read that but then you've got you've got JK Simmons in that opening scene where he's just like, they've basically got J.K. Simmons, want you to deliver every line that you've got like you are just an unmitigated piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he just comes in and just takes the piss out of Chris Pratt. And the thing is, none of this would have happened if, he, you know, he would have been on the run if he hadn't just taken the piss out of Chris Pratt. He's a wave of patriotism that comes over him. Mm. He has a paddy about his dad taking the piss out of him. It's a very, it's an odd film, this, because it wants to be quite serious. You know, there's that scene early on where Betty Kilpin is like in the therapy session with the guys with PTSD and like the whole kind of like, no, we got to escape kind of thing. But then five minutes later, you've got like Sam Richardson playing nervous um, science guy who's going to be goofy friend of Chris Pratt. And then 20 minutes after that, he disappears for about an hour. (laughs) It's just it's it's all over the place. And would it have made money in the cinema? To be honest, I kind of don't think it would have. I don't think it would have. Um. I think Paramount probably made the right call with this one. You know, I, is it is it worthy of being seen on a big screen? Yeah, but it does kind of feel like it just would have been forgotten. I mean, what 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 did, what did Amazon pay for it? Three hundred and fifty million? Three hundred million? Fuck off! Did, uh, I suppose they probably did actually, didn't they? They they, they covered budget and about and I think near fifty percent extra. 
I mean, Paramount again making out like fucking bandits. They, they, they paid they paid at least budget for it, and the budget was two hundred million. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if Paramount are one of the most successful studios of the year by the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, just just from being clever. You know, they literally what they're going to release Quiet Place Part Two, Top Gun, and Paw Patrol the movie in the cinema. They'll make absolute bank. They'll sell some of their stuff to streamers, make bank off that as well. Like they're gonna, they're gonna do well this year at Paramount. Good on them. Yeah, and it, because they've done it cleverly. They've, they've held mm. some movies back, um, and they've, they've they've essentially gone, wait, we need to make some quick money. Let's sell fucking some shit to Amazon. Yeah, it's crazy. Tomorrow, like you say, the no, this probably wouldn't have made money. It wouldn't have made four hundred, five hundred million at the box office. It just wouldn't have. No. It'd have been a bomb. But, and it'd have, it'd have got trashed. But now it gets released and it gets everybody else actually saying, do you know what? It's all right, actually. It's not as bad as you'd expect. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. You've had, you've had some people be shitty about it. And, you know, it's not it's not perfect. But I, I, I totally think it's coming from a place of really low expectations. And... When that kid gave that line reading about the volcano, I was that and the bizarre joke that Chris Pratt makes earlier on about how he'd eat Betty Kilpin's tuna Santa. Yeah. Um, very like it, it, I was like, oh, no. But then as soon as that first alien encounter happened where it just turned into a horror film for five minutes. I, you know, I was like, right, okay, you got my interest, and it kept it until the end. Yeah, it was. However, it, there was little bits, there was little weird bits where you, you kind of feel like, like, if if no sudden move was um, was overwritten, this is underwritten. Mm. Sure. You know, it's like, right, we've got this technology, oh, but it's just, it's not that good though. Like, well, I mean, fuck off. <laughs> you know, you 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 built all those defences, but they don't work that well when literally anything gets anywhere near them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and sorry, was that your plan to get the queen out? Just just drag her out, and then hope that she didn't fight. <laughs> it seemed to be, yeah. Wasn't good. It was a bit undercooked, wasn't it? Yes. But do you know what? It's it's definitely not shit. Yeah. It's just, it's a bit, it's a touch underwhelming for the type of film that it clearly wants to be. But for the kind of film we expected it to be, it's actually quite a nice surprise. But I think part of the film yeah. doesn't know the type of film it wants to be because it, 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 it kind of wants to be funny and jovial, but quite serious. Hmm. Yeah, there is that. Yeah, yeah. It's tonally messy. Yeah. Um, it kind of this is the thing, it's like all blockbusters now have to be jokey. They they have to be. Uh, whether the subject matter dictates it or not. Subject matter here very hard to be jokey. So I tell you what, why don't we have JK Simmons talk about how much he wants to bang Stevie Nicks? <laughs> yeah. It's there's, 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 just, there's just oddities to it. Mm. 
You get the feeling if it was written by three people rather than one person, it would probably be better. Yeah, that there might be someone going, are you sure that works? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Feels like we ran out of steam on that one, so definitely not shit. And what was definitely the Definitely shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I won't watch it again ever, though. No, probably no, not. No, and probably it probably not. won't make my surprises of the year. Mm. But it, actually, it might mine because it came from such a position of that is going to be fucking awful. Yeah. I, I, my expectations were so low. Mm-hmm. It might be my top five surprises. It was around what yeah, I expected right. it to be, but maybe a little bit better. It's not Luca, but it might get in there. No, it's definitely not Luca. Well, our audience poll was definitely shit 50%. Touching cost twenty percent, shit twenty percent, and geostorm ten of the percents. <laughs> so nobody went definitely not shit. Oh no, fifty percent definitely not shit. Oh, it was fifty percent definitely not shit. Right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. 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 That makes right. sense. You know what? I I I think that the 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 film itself would go. I'm alright with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So one last review. I'm thinking if we have some what we watch, should we just do it next week? I'm only got yeah, one. Yeah, I'd say so. We've yeah. only got two, and they can easily wait till next week. Uh, I've got more than Spain. Oh, yeah, you've got loads, but you can wait till next week. Is that all right, Bex? Because it is, yeah. Just yeah. saying I've got more than two. Sure. I'm showing off, yeah. I mean, it's only one main review next week, so... Well, no, two, because Fear Street, but still, it's only two, not five. Hang on, what two is it again? Black Widow and Fear Street, two. Oh. So. So... I didn't think you were coming. I thought you quit band. Yeah, I did. Here. Is this my stuff? Fear Street Part 1, 1994, is directed by uh, Lee Janiak, based on the uh, books by R.L. Stein and stars Kiana Madeira, Olivia Scott Welch, uh, Benjamin Flores Jr., Julia Ray Hotwold, um, and that lad, yeah, Fred uh, Heikinger, from uh, Woman in the Window. Yeah. The, the, uh, the, the, the third Fred Heikia movie we've reviewed so far this year. What was the What was the other one? You referred to him as that lad. Uh, he was in um, News of the World. Shit. Okay. Well, he's the one that he kind of like, they meet on the way. Yeah. Oh, no way. Fucking hell. Fair play. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he was, he was quite good in that, I remember. Yeah, no, he was actually, yeah. Um, oh, good on him. Um, okay, so... I didn't watch it. Sur- you should watch it. News of the World's really fucking good. News of the World's really fucking good, Becky. Like, yeah, that's a good film. Um, a circle of teenage friends accidentally encounter the ancient evil responsible for a series of brutal murders that have plagued their town for over 300 years. Welcome to Shady Side. So... Um, yeah, this is the first of a trilogy of films, so we'll be covering them all, I would assume, on the show. Uh, directed by Lee uh, Janiak, who previously directed um, Honeymoon, um, the uh, Rose Leslie film from a while back. Um, we so, reviewed, yeah. I believe, didn't we? 
I think we did actually. Yeah, I think we both liked it, didn't we? As well, uh, I thought Honey, Honeymoon was all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, she also directed a bunch of Scream the TV series, which makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> so, Becky, when you heard the music over the opening credits, did you think, "Oh, sounds like the person who did Scream"? And then how surprised were you when you found out that the, the, the score was co-composed by the person who did Scream? I did not think that and I did not know that. OK, fair we enough. found that out right now. You were t- now years old. I was now years old. I did refer to uh, Maya Hawke as, is Maya Hawke with Drew Barrymore? <laughs> so there was a, there was a bit of that there. It is. Screaminess. It is. It is a little bit of a shame that that is Maya Hawke because it does feel like who would Netflix's Drew Barrymore be? Yeah, it will be Maya Hawke. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. Fair enough. Um. Sorry, Mark. that was a really disappointing answer to that question, wasn't no, it? No. 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 It's fine. I appreciate your honesty. Um. <laughs> um. Mark. Yes. Um. No, I'm not going to ask that question. What question should I ask? I know what the unasked question is now, though. Mm, nah, I'm, I'll never tell. <laughs> um, in 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 terms of how this film is going to age, um, the young lad, like, like getting to first base or whatever with the girl who's probably quite a few years older than him is 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 that gonna age particularly well do you think um i think because of the there's a yes and no answer to it in the the sense that um it, it feels within keeping with the um you know the, the the rules of of horror movies so if this movie was set now no it wouldn't work but it kind of almost feels like it's okay <laughs> which i'm not saying it is or it isn't okay but it would have been okay in 1994 mm. and so there's an element of of, of that um, the fact that it's a guy and a girl, the, the, the girl is the older one, the guy's the younger one, and they don't fuck, uh, is different. I think makes it different. Yeah. I think if they were around, it would have been different. Um, should that be where we are nowadays? Probably not. No. But it is what it is. Um, it didn't bother me uh, in the slightest. She's supposed to be what seventeen. Yeah. And he's supposed to be what fifteen. Really? That that small an age gap? Yeah, I think there's only supposed to be a couple of years. Yeah, I think he's crushing on his big sister's friend. Best friend, yeah. yeah. Um, Fair enough. Coming from somebody who did once with one of his big sister's friends, I think I'm alright with that. Did you? (laughs) Yes. Who? I will never tell. Wow. Um, How far far did you get with them? Uh, The first one, miss. I don't know what the bases are, so it's fine. I I didn't hit a home run, I'll say that. Mm. Yeah, you better not have done. Uh, but I, yeah. You'd have been very young if you had. But I mean, it wasn't when I was six. <laughs> we started seeing each other when we were 15. So if you'd 16. like. 16. Oh, I was 15. But you weren't 15. 
You were 16. Oh, yeah, just 16, weren't I? Yes. Remembering time. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's it's all right within 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 the setting of of of, of this. Um, is there? It it wasn't one of the things. It wasn't one of my small quibbles that I have with this movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, let's let's lead into that then. What were your quibbles with the film? Small quibble. It's too long. It yeah, it's definitely too long. Yeah. It's too long. Uh, it, this movie should be ninety-two minutes long. Uh, maybe even a stretch into a 94 minutes long, especially as it's supposed to be part of a trilogy. For some reason, it makes it seem like it should be a little bit more snappy. And it isn't, it, one of these movies isn't, it isn't snappy. No. Um, I think that, that's for sure. Um, my other quibble with it is, if you're going to specifically call a movie 1994... Oh, God, is it the music? Right? If you're going to specifically have it at that, specifically have it as a period piece, and specifically have so many needle drops within the movie... Make sure the music ever come out before me. Make sure the mu- music doesn't have, didn't come out after 1994. Maybe they had, like, a demo copy. They didn't have a demo copy of it. Maybe they did. They didn't have of, a demo copy of the garbage first album. And what was the Radiohead song that bothered you as well? Radiohead one that bothered you? Yes, the was from Okay Computer, which yeah. didn't come out until 1997. Wow, like three years early. But, but these things matter. No, they don't matter, but they matter to me. <laughs> no, I, I mean, no, I get it, though. Like, you, you're very much saying a time and place, and especially when the music is actually happening within, within the, the in, within the film itself. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. I I, do you know what? That garbage, I thought there was something a little bit odd about that. And I think it was that, just yeah, subconsciously. It, it didn't come out until 1995. And when when music is... When music was such an important part of, 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 of culture within the 90s, because, mm. it's, because it was in the 90s, because, oh, because yeah, it really you was, have, yeah. um, you know... It's it's slightly different to what it is now, where um, movie music was important because you worked your job at the mall to pay for the music. It wasn't like it is now, where you work your job at the mall and your parents, and pay, your parents your pay for your Spotify. Yeah. You know, it, it's there was a difference to it, and and the fact that the the, the songs are part of the, the the movie themselves, and there are too many needle drops in this that that are just Ooh. too um, breaking news. Yeah. I've got him. Uh, Richard Donner's died. Oh, fuck. Yeah. 91. I mean, fucking nice getting to fucking 91. Yeah. That's a fucking, that's a big one as well. The genre jumping master. (laughs) That's, yeah, that's really sad. I really wanted, I really wanted him to just do one more. I think we said this a few a, a few months ago, didn't we? Mm. Uh, when we were talking about it, that it, it, it felt like he had one more in him. Bloody hell, he hadn't directed a film for like 15 years either. Yeah. That, that, that is really sad. That's one of the big ones. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, sorry. But yeah, but but also as well, it's a it's a fun, cool story. Mm, mm. Um, I think all of the characters are as likable as they need to be, if that makes sense. 
the lead girl's supposed to be not unlikable, it's supposed to be difficult. It, difficult and is reacting like a difficult teenager. Like a difficult teenager mm. would act. Mm. And I quite like that. It's it felt all the characters felt real for what they what they felt, and as well the consequences of it. You know, of, 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 you you have two characters that you didn't expect to die, die. You expect one of them to die, but you didn't expect both of them to die. No, they have to die to be the captain. Yeah, but you kind of knew he was going to die, but you didn't think that she would die. Yeah, it, it was it was just odd that it happened in such quick succession as well. Yeah, it, it, it was it was so quick. It, 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 the, because it had that it had that shock element of you go oh fuck oh fuck <laughs> yeah her death yeah. was rough as well oh it was grim but you, but you didn't think that that was gonna happen you were no. like nah she's gonna she's gonna like overpower him and like he's gonna go through the thing no oh wow wow no she's she's had her head bread sliced yeah that was grim yeah it's I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how two and three interact with this. Um, I'm assuming that the modern day will have much less of a part in them, unless it's gonna be like really cutting between modern day and the flashbacks, which I I hope it doesn't. Um, you know, it's now we've had the one that's all set in the 90s. I'd like one. Sorry, say again. Um, um, I, I was just saying that the the, the times don't. The times don't. That, because that's the thing is, is every time they kept on referencing the camp bit within the film, they kept on saying it was 1976. Hmm. But the film's 1978. The next one is, is, is Fair Street Part Two, 1978. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it didn't it didn't add up. And the other one they kept referencing was in the fifth. It was it was um. 1666, was six, right? Is 1666, right? Hmm. Um, but yeah, but it's 1978, but they kept on saying 1976. Oh, I, in the film. Yeah. I did not. No, I, I, I did. I, I listened out for it because they said it a few times. It's mm-hmm. odd. And I kept thinking, well, hang on a minute. That, that, it's 1978. They're borrowing very heavily from like the cast of Stranger Things, aren't they? Obviously, you've got My Hawk in this one, Sadie Sinks in the next one. No. Don't know. Don't know. It's been getting some real kind of not good reviews though. People seem very upset with it. Oh, because people don't like things, do they? No. Why? <laughs> yeah. Why? Thank you good... on that. Why? Do you know what? Do you know what it is? What what, what the what the, the the issue sometimes with the the way that the content is distributed hmm. is you will get people who if this was released in the cinema. I think all three of us would would go and see it, wouldn't we? Yeah. yeah. And would have had a good time with it. Mm. Right? Um, is it cinematic? Probably not. But would I have been all right with seeing it in a cinema? Yeah, I would have quite, quite happily. But because it's available, it's there. People who would never go and watch this in the cinema will watch it. Mm. And will watch it because they can then have an opinion on it but it's not like so they can have an opinion on it, it's so they can have a negative opinion on it and i do not understand that um, what you're saying I, is it's been badly reviewed because it's been by 
people that it's not for them. It's the same as 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 the whole critics will hate this, audiences might love it. Yeah, which you know I'm fine with. Because it's not made for critics, it's made for audiences. Yeah. In the same token as prestige horror is made for critics and not audiences. I'm aware that people can't see me doing that. A, a lot of the complaints I've heard have been about n- the needle drops. And I'll, I'll be honest, they've come from people who I, I'm surprised the criticism is kind of that lazy. I mean, well, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Martin Scorsese, um, needle drops are a thing. Yeah. You know, like they, they and to I, I don't know, I just, you know, Suicide Squad they are egregious like literally it's like 13 in the first like eight minutes or something like that you yeah. know and it's like but, i think that there's you... definitely a point there but with this yes there's a lot of them but i, I don't know horror films from the 90s had a lot of fucking needle drops but, you know it was just they were then, new is, songs at the time yeah is the one within it that makes that, that made you go that you can remember now that made you go Oh, that's a little bit on the nose. Um, there isn't, is there? There was one within the movie that I went, oh, that's a bit, all right, come on. But then I can't remember it now, so it can't bother me that much. The only one that I remember from the films that we've watched to review was Under My Thumb playing when Romana Flowers gets into Gideon's car, and so it's not even from this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, there was um, Teenage Lesbians Fucking by The Fuck Boys in that one scene which was pretty on on the nose <laughs> but like um, it's it's a, it's right it's a movie set in the 90s the one one of the one of the many magnificent things actually to be fair that the 90s had because the 90s were fucking great was really fucking good music if you're making something set in the 90s obviously you're gonna cram fucking loads of mu- 90s music in there it's 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 a joyous thing 90s music was fantastic course you're going to they, 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 it's like going to an ice cream bar and going oh let's have a cup of tea you wouldn't fucking do it if you're making something about the 90s you're going to put 90s music in you're going to have 90s fashion in well I, I quite like the fact that it didn't feel like for instance uh, Wonder Woman 1984 mm. didn't feel like it was the 80s it felt like an 80s costume party yeah, this felt like kind of living in 90s. This felt it? like what actually people kind of did a little bit dressed like in the 90s. The only character that, that felt a little bit out of kilter with that was um, Simon. The the weird energy guy from uh, What Is It? <laughs> yeah. One of our new favourite actors. But he was just wearing jeans Fred. and sweatshirts. No, he, he wasn't. He was wearing like three quarter length cut off um jeans and dot martin boots it, it, it didn't it it, it it felt a little bit like he was so 90s that he was almost 80s yeah but you have to remember though that in 1994 fashion, yeah fair enough well, fashion moves differently in america than it does here yeah yeah it felt it, yeah and, and, and i was watching go that feels a little bit more 80s than i thought but actually you know but it is it determined is. by the fact that he's supposed to be quite poor as well and, and there's, there's bits like that yeah do you know what? I, I, no one's asked me yet, so I'm just gonna go in with it. I fucking love this. As as a <laughs> sorry, yeah, good point. Eighties baby who digested an awful lot 
of goosebumps and point horror and eerie indiana and all that kind of weird shit rl stein was like a fucking god to me and i never read the first street books but it it was like there was no fucking way i wasn't gonna like this and it feels so rl stein e like it feels like him in the same way that when you watch a stephen king movie the ones regardless that of yeah the ones that work regardless of who it's made by directed by etc you can feel stephen king's fingerprints all over it. it it feels like that it feels like read when you read a really good book and it kind of in a way it kind of plays as a as a movie in your head because you're imagining like the scenes and everything it, it, it feels like that Hmm. So yeah, sorry. I just I just had to get it out. Because um, nobody I, fucking asked me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Not many players. Yeah. I, I, if I you're wearing say... coveralls, right? Coveralls. Overalls. Yeah. Uh, or dungarees, as we call them in this country. They're not coveralls then. Coveralls like a boiler suit. I know, but they call them coveralls in America. Motherfucker, stupid. If you if 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 you're wearing those, right? They have quite a big pocket, like a kangaroo, on the front, right? A lot do, yeah. Um, so, right, if there's all of these EpiPens around, right, jam some in your pocket. Jam some in your roof pouch. Don't then fucking drown your boo and then go, oh, shit, get me an EpiPen. That girl's planning was poor. 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 But she's a fucking poor. teenager. Poor. In the 90s. We didn't have to plan for anything because... My planning was always tight. You had a very different life than a lot of teenagers in the 90s, though, Mark. Yeah, that's why I carry around toothpaste and a toothbrush. <laughs> Anywho, we, we didn't have to be responsible in the 90s because life was sweet. Not everything was bleak. Like, I really feel sorry for teenagers today. Like, what a fucking shit time to be growing up. Mm, that's not great. What a depressing fucking future those guys have to look forward to. At least we're, like halfway through it's like um, do you know what the rest of it might be depressing but we've had half of it was fine yeah they're like we're just at the start and nothing's gonna get better ever yeah we're, 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 but they're literally at the sea is on fire yeah, yeah that's <laughs> true i do really feel sorry for them like i think back to being like like what would i have been late 90s i'd have been 17 yeah what a fucking great time to be alive just wearing like dresses with spaghetti straps, stupid platform heels, listening to great live music, and just living your fucking best life. Annual pay increases, even in your shitty little pay- part-time job because cost of living. They don't get that anymore. Nope. <laughs> nope. <Even> Bollocks. <laughs> it's misery. I, 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 I hope this film also, um, you know, quite frankly, awakens some young lesbians to... Hmm, that's sexy. Am I am I a lesbian? That would be good. You know, like it, it's nice it's to see. Quite well dealt with. Yeah, it it is, and it's like yeah. for so for that audience. Sorry, Bex, go on. Sorry, what are the sexy bits? The 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 the, the lesbian scene. Those girls are fucking stripping each other off and going yeah. for um, it. Like they won't interrupt it. As he's getting it on with his sister's friend. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and our favourite Freddie is jerking off. Yeah. 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 Literally, there, there is there is very distinct hands going down and then cupping. Oh, there is. Yeah. Yeah. There was some finger banging going on there. There was. And and but I mean, good on him. You know, 
because you that you in the nineties you would have had a scene where like the the boy and the girl who have been kind of like will they won't they for the whole thing go at it so you have yeah. that here with a girl and a girl and I think that's great and that's the the kind of the normalizing of uh, of queer relationships which there needs to be more of and and it doesn't I'm, show up about it no it, it doesn't, doesn't it doesn't get leery and start going look tits but four I, of them but or anything like I, that i bet but, yeah get them a scissor that's what all lesbians do i've seen it on the porn hubs <laughs> Yeah, no, it's but, quite it's quite just like tastefully done, isn't it? I, I, I bet I bet for teens, like both boys and girls, that's gonna be a hot scene. And good yeah. on them. Own it, you know, Why great. You know, all the kids are actually quite good in it. Yeah, yeah. they are. I mean old Fred. Fred's he's fucking, fucking great. He's I love that kid's energy. Yeah. He's a weird kid. Yeah. He's a more playful Caleb Landry Jones. Yes, that is exactly what it is. He... He is, we stand a weird kid on this podcast, actually. Yeah, we do. Yeah, it literally, he's the he's like the Caleb Landry Jones that you might leave your kid with to babysit. <laughs> Whereas you won't leave your Caleb Landry Jones to babysit your kid. The thing is, Caleb Landry Jones wouldn't do anything to the kid. He would just sell the kid. Yeah, he would sell the kid. And you come back and go, why? Where's my carpet? Where did all this dirt come from? Yeah, yeah. Why you're wearing a suit when I left? Why are you in a wife beater and Hawaiian shorts? Where are my windows? Where are my windows? But no, uh, old Fred, I, I like him. I will look forward to his future films. Yeah, it is. It, 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 it's going to become one of those things where I'm going to look out for him and shit. He's in the next one. Oh, no, he's, he's playing the same character in the next one. It's got to be flashbacks. Flashback or something, Ooh, yeah. Well. But he is in the third one as a different character. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's fun. And the same character. And the same character. Oh, I hope that the characters in the the, the old one, in, the, in, in, um, in 78, I've just got the same names and it's the same actors. <laughs> he's in that Underground Railroad as well. I want to watch that. It's TV. I bet, he's got, I bet he hasn't got that energy in that. I don't know, because it's like, um, oh, what do you describe it as? A comedy? No, fantasy something, isn't it? He's in the new Vanessa Kirby and Maya Hawk film. Oh, what's that called? Um, Ian's Boner Jams 2021. <laughs> <laughs> it's called, it, not far off actually, it's called Italian Studies. A writer loses her memory in New York City, attempting to find her way home. She connects with a group of strangers in conversations real and imagined. Yeah, that does sound like my bonus. <laughs> it really does, doesn't it? What's this Underground Railroad? The Barry Jenkins thing. The, like, the, the oh, TV series did the dramas in. as well. Oh, he's one of the main characters in that. Fucking hell. I'm not going to watch that, but but this kid, this kid, this kid could be could be a new. Yeah, I sense it too. Yeah. Oh, um, a weird looking kid that does 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 stuff. He's got like a. Finn oh, Wolfhart. No. Oh, okay. Weird looking. He is, isn't he? Isn't he the one with the triangle head? The one off the... No, I believe that's Pyramid Head from Silent Hill 2. 
Yeah, but it's I'll like Finn Wolfhart's like his like his cocky little fucking spawn, isn't he? He's got a right triangle head, hasn't he? Oh, I'm pretty sure. Verb, I, I'm pretty sure he's got a triangle head. Let me look. See if it is the person I'm thinking of. It might not be. Yeah, he's got a right fucking triangle head. Jesus fucking Christ, Mark. I need you to stop saying triangle head. Why? I, it's for some reason, it's like nails down a chalkboard, and I don't know why. <laughs> triangle head? It's just the way he, he's rather intensely saying triangle head. Yeah, he does do that. Who are you looking for? I don't know. I'm just Some Googling. weird head kid. <laughs> weird head kids. Just Googling weird looking accent. No, these are too old. Who are you thinking? I don't know. Well, give us some kind of context. He's in films. What films? <laughs> old films, new films? Newer films. He's quite young. It isn't the weird kid that you think of from Poseidon that's like 15 years old, is it? No, no, he's very fucking weird. Yeah. I'll, I'll work it out. All right, you work it out. <laughs> we'll move on. Definitely not shit. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, definitely not shit. Becky Nip. It is Becky Nip, actually, yeah. Yeah, definitely not shit. Looking forward to the next one. Very much so. It's Friday, isn't it, as well? Like, like yep. every week, out there for the next three weeks? Uh, oh, our yeah. audience poll, definitely not shit, 62%. Touching cloth, 8%. And shit, 31 of the percents. Hmm. Okay. Mixed bag. Mixed bag. Questions. Just to clarify, guys, I'm going to have some absolute fucking bangers for what we've been watching next week. Tight. Sweet. Good weird shit. <laughs> and Isabel wants to watch Repo the Genetic Opera because I showed her the trailer. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, God. She's like... Uh, have you wanted it's crap? No, it's really good. It's, Repo. it's not. Oh my god, Giles is in it. It's Giles, the repo man. I was like, I'll have to wait and see. She's like, I mean, you've just given it away, so yes. Wait, watch, watch Repo Man, it's better. It's not even remotely the same thing. I know it's better. Come on, questions. Oh, questions. That's my in it. I've got a thing back in my pocket. So Becky asked us a question, <laughs> uh, which is following on from the revelation that it has always been one of Dwayne the Rock Johnson's dreams to be in. A blockbuster movie based on a Disney ride. What movie based on a ride would you like to see? <laughs> oh, Blumhouse presents It's a Small World. Nice. Oh, I'd be fucking terrifying that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yep. Oh god. I I once went on the Ultima in Lake Water Valley, right? And it, at the time, it was the highest drop of any roller coaster in Europe. Yes, it was, yeah. Right? And as I was going up it, and I went on it with my sister, and as it was going up, this big fucking steep climb it's got, it got to the top, and then it used to go along for a little bit on a flat, didn't it? And then it went down to a really disappointing curve for some reason. Mm. Right? As it was going along the flat bit, there was a guy stood there in full overalls with a spanner. And it's a bit like, well, fuck you. Do you know what? The safety shit on the Ultimate was not good either. It was terrible. Not as bad as the bullet, where you got in it and you were like, I mean, all of the fucking padding has gone from this seat. And then proceeded to just have your head smashed around for 90 seconds. I never went on the bullet. I actually think I'm probably still too small to go on the bullet. Probably. I haven't been to the 
is it like Water Valley, the bullets are? No, like Water Valley was at Flamingoland. Was it Flamingoland? So, yeah, when I, I, I have never been to Flamingoland and been tall enough to go on the bullet. I, was also, I have been as an adult. It was also closed a lot because if it was windy, it had yeah, to close. Yeah, because it was wood frame, wasn't it? It was wood frame, yeah. yeah. And not very well put together wood no. frame. By the way, the correct answer would be some kind of horror film based around the roller coaster, The Rat. Oh, that's what was, mine was going to be, you fucking fuck. You should have got there quicker. It's not even The Rat anymore. No, it's not. A, a ride that was closed down because literally too many people brought their arms on it. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Overhanging shit, wasn't there? So, on the track? so what? What the rat was 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 you went down into it because it was built in like a essentially a pit, and then it was just dark, so you didn't know what was there. Oh no, but there was little oh, lights in pairs to look like rats. Yeah, eyes. to look like rat, rats' yeah. eyes. Yeah, but people kept on putting their arms up to go woo, in spite of the fact that it said don't put your arms up, oh. and kept on like waving their arms around. And because it was always dark in it, when something broke on it, nobody ever fixed it. So people used to keep on bashing their arms at the sides yeah. and breaking their arms. <laughs> yeah, and then they changed it, didn't they, to something something like futuristicy like. Yeah. The track was still the same route. Yeah. But they just had straw burning all the way through. Yeah. I remember we we went, didn't we? Um, we didn't realise that it wasn't the rat anymore until nope. we got too far along in the queue to like get out. And we're like, oh, sure, it'll be fine. It'll be fine, it'll be fine. But it was when I had really bad light sensitivity, wasn't it? Yeah. Just after my car accident. And honestly, I just, I, I could, I was trying to hold onto the bar and cover my eyes. Yeah. Because like when you close your eyes and there's flashing lights outside, you can still see so, so your eyes. I was literally holding up the bar with one hand and holding onto your eyes with the other hand whilst trying to go, it's going to be fine, it's going to be over soon, be over soon. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> yeah. I used to love the rat as well. Yeah. It was a great roller coaster. You just have to keep your arms down. Yeah. Um, on the Ultimate. Yeah. So the first time we went to... Like what Valley after the Ultimate went up. I was too short to go on the ultimate, of course you were. but my dad really wanted to go on, so he told me to stand on my tiptoes. I mean, really unsafe. <laughs> but normally, there's like, there's the thing you pull down, it goes over your lap, doesn't the it? Bar, yeah. The bar, but then there's a bit here as well, isn't there? Like, you mean uh, it podcasts, mid-shin. yeah, yeah mid-shin, so. Yeah. yeah, so you've got, so you can't slide out. No. The ultimate didn't have that. No, it didn't. So I was too small. Safety was not their primary concern. It was not, no. My mother was like, she had her arm around me, like holding on to me, holding me in the seat, like under my armpits because I kept nearly sliding out. <laughs> it was terrifying. Terrifying. All right, let's that. I'm having the wild mouse. What? The wild mouse at like what about your Flamingoland? I don't remember that one. It's it like, it was like, so you, you went up, da 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 and then you went round flat a bit up at like that level, and then it just kind of came down in a big massive corkscrewy curl. I remember going to Lightwater Valley whilst massively fucking baked, dropping acid, and then going on um, like this fucking kids ride thing, and it freaked me the fuck out. Oh, do you know what else are good? Mm. Those ones that are boats that go like side to side. And they were pretty like, fucking tight actually. They were really. Good. The, that would be a good like seafaring kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be a good. Not, not a lot of story. They were stationary. Yeah, but you 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 build a story out of it. They're really good then. Those ones that we hear where you get stuck to the edge are good as well. Ian, what's yours? The small world. It's small costed, yes. Yeah. Next question. Rick Kid. 
Uh, Scott Pilgrim's World messes around with the Universal theme uh, and ident by making them arcade game style. What are your favourite adapted studio idents? Uh, Batman Returns, Warner Brothers logo. Ooh, Goes cool. icy. Enjoy oh. that a lot. I like the, there was one recently that I really liked and I can't remember which one it is. Was it Mank? Mank did one Spider Verse. Sorry, I know that's not mine, but wasn't it? I mean, we've got to say, well, Ralph Wiggum doing the uh, 20th century. Oh, the Simpsons movie. God, that film's a piece of shit when you look back on it now, isn't it? I don't like it. Spider Pig ruined it for me. Yeah, we've been watching it that much. Spider Pig all the time. Right, so basically, people who watch the movie ruined it for you. Yeah. Right, cool. That was all the questions we had. Bye-bye. So, next week, it's an MCU film. In the cinema. Woo! Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, we're going to be talking some Black Widow. I assume our comic book correspondent will join us. You fucking better do. It's been two years. Maybe if you asked him. We don't need to. He just materialises. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's just, he... We don't ask <laughs> him to come on. No, he just, he just fucking he rings and he just goes, hello. <laughs> yeah absolutely so uh and we'll also talk about fair street part two we'll do some catch up what we've been watching um uh, you know uh, becky's really really trade trailed hers pretty hard so you have got to let's get ready for an absolute i watched some weird shit guys <laughs> oh, let's get... collection of movies <laughs> let's get ready for a banger but it is 20 past nine um, I need to go so I uh, said all the stuff at the start I've got nothing more to say that was five main reviews Jesus fucking Christ guys um, I've been Ian Loring she's been Becky Foster he's been Mark Foster Good night. bye hello again friend of a friend I knew you were I can't Check the past again.
podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. <laughs>